I'm Dan Panoshin, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Smooth sailing. I even, even waited a little bit because I figured no one was here to step on me. I was just all nice and comfy. Relax, Stephen. Relax, Stephen. Even with a goddamn vet visit, I'm still somewhat relaxed tonight. Well, that's good. I, I was all planning on, on making you happy and, and trying to butter you up and get you in a good place so that you sound like you're almost there. I just had some Five Guys. So uh, the, 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 the burger with fries, not the... Yeah. yeah. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't give a shit with my potatoes. No, I don't either, dude. You do. No, I think a picture. <laughs> like, listen, it's like, I'm here. Because actually, people do actually give a shit. Like, Stuart, wet rats. He's like, thanks, bro. So I'm just like, that, that's, see, that's my, that's like my check-in. If like, because I, I usually, I'm not going to take pictures of my dinner, of my meal. But I'm like, fuck it. This is, I'm checking into Five Guys. This is where potatoes are from. It gives me a reason to fire up Instagram. And we're good. I cover all the bases. And you do well. Well, I do it, but it, it, I gotta do the Instagram. So, well, I think yeah, it's it, it was in its prime up until a couple of weeks ago. They 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 I fucked up the algorithm. Yeah, I saw people were complaining. Yeah, so it's now it's like it's it's a popularity contest. Before, whenever your friends posted something, you'd see it. It'd be in a chronological order in your timeline. Now it's like, oh, based on your other your previous likes and who you follow, we think you want to see this. Before you see this. And I'm sorry, man, if, if, if Mario or Daniel post something, I want to see it when they post it. I don't want to see so many other things buried and have their, have their posts buried under what Instagram thinks I want to see first. Right. Because if, if, if I follow 200 people and it's, that's easy to do a picture of a piece of pie, but it's from my friend. I'm going to like it because my friend posted it. I'll get to everybody else as I get, you know, I mean, there, cause there have been times where like, I don't open up Instagram for like a day or two and then I'm just scrolling for days. I used to be like that. Now I get notifications because of the way they, they fucked with their algorithm. And, uh, now it's like, I just keep getting, I, I, I get notifications from, from Daniel, from Mario, from Corey Hampshire, from, wow. from everybody. So it's like, so now I see it and I'm like, okay, I just know that they, that they post, or, or Laura, or Chris Somni, and I, and I see that they posted something. Ding, 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 and ding. And it's been a while, and then, uh, in the mail. and, and it's, I don't need the notifications. I'll, I'll see it. Right. Anyway. I got you. No, I got you. But it's still, it is, it is still a, um, I still find it to be a useful way to interact. Right. Well, if you're in my line of work, it's pretty essential. Yeah. Like, I made a dribble account. I'm gonna have to start bombarding stuff, cause, Stuff's in the pipe and it's coming down and I, I need eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. And, and we have four of them here. It's 11 o'clock comics episode 340. No. I'm wrong. Yeah, you are. Listen to me. I have this point. dyslexia. Yeah. Episode 430. I actually have to edit this week. What's up with that? And I am. Maybe a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. Vince P. 
You just got you you wearing the mesh panties and shit. You just got them all hanging out. Oh, I don't have any. Ooh, I know. Yep. I am. Um, Need to air it out because it's, it's a little ass. funky. Stanky. Oh, got the. <laughs> uh, I am a uh, slightly buzzed and getting more buzzed. David A. Price. Cool. Jason's not here yet. yet. Yet he's on Jason time, so he'll be checking in soon. You'll hear the helicopter fly him in. Yeah, the drop ship. <laughs> as long as he's because not in dry dock, like the fucking motion picture. That that'll take a half hour right there. Half hour. <laughs> That's only one side. <laughs> you got to get every damn window oh, in that shit. Man. Look, look, there's lights behind it. <laughs> And you don't have to languish in dry dock to get your comics cheaply and efficiently and delivered right to your door. Where do you go? DCB service. That's right. You don't want to pay a lot for comics. There's only one place to go, and that's discount comic book service. DCBService.com. They get them to you fast, such as, get this, from DC, it's the first in the young animal wave of books. This is written by Gerard Way. We've heard of him. Art by Nick Darrington. It is the Doom Patrol, the amazing return of the Doom Patrol. This time, a mature reader's book. It's going to be extra awesome. I, I have waited for a mature reader's Doom Patrol. The last one was... Many years ago. The Vertigo book, right. Well, it didn't start off as... No, it did not. And you know who's... I bought that because of who the artist was at the initial launch. Eric Larson? No. No! Wait, the initial launch... It was, became Eric Larson. No, it was Steve Light. Yeah, he was on for a couple yeah, issues, yeah. then Larson, Sorry, and the then it went to Vertigo, but yes. Yes, yes, but Larson was on the last two-parter, three-parter, then before it went to Vertigo. Right. Yeah. Such as <laughs> the, Doom, the Doom Patrol number one, cover price three ninety nine. You can bring it home for... 99 cents. That's 75% off the cover price. There is not a comic shop in the land that's going to offer that kind of a discount other than DCBService.com. From Image, Andrew McLean's Head Lopper, Trade Paperback Volume 1, Island or a Plague of Beasts. This is a monster, and rightly so. 280 pages. Cover price is 19.99. Your price? $9.99. And last, but you cannot say least where these two, possibly three gentlemen are concerned, we have Jaime and Gilbert Hernandez and maybe Mario, I don't know. From Fanagraphics, it's Love and Rockets Monthly. Cover price, $3.99. Your price, $1.99. You save 50%. DCB service does not mind late orders or order additions and you get your books shipped all nice and secure right to your door. Go there. DCBService.com. And we have a new sponsor this episode. It's Sour Apple Skittles. No, it isn't. Oh. Actually, it's Green Apple is what's on the package. It doesn't say it's sour. Not, it's not even sour. And you know, it says Green Apple, so it probably isn't sour, nasty ass. And I took a pit because we were at... um. I, we, we, we were at a drugstore and I saw the original package. So I like, I gotta take a picture of this. I don't know if I posted it, but, um, I'm pretty sure I need to research this. The original Skittle flavors was cherry in there. I don't know. I know there's a cherry starburst. Yeah. But now the red is strawberry. So if I wasn't buying it for the goddamn apple, I sure as hell ain't buying it for the strawberry. 
Not so a fan. They, not a fan of in in that in that form. Like I, I enjoy the strawberry starbursts, but no, it, it's just it, Skittles were meant to be like just tart and sweet, and and, and you run with it. But it, but Apple is not the way. Anyway, we don't. It's funny because yeah, I'm surprised you're not all up in arms. I'm not because, because I wait what? because the 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 cherry starburst is. Is or the strawberry starburst is pink. It isn't is, it? yeah, and the red is cherry, and then the orange. See that that's, that's just weird. Pink should not be strawberry. No, pink should be like watermelon, not yeah. pink, but like a, no, you know, like a, I, it, yeah, it's weird. But this is strange. We shouldn't be talking about this no. uh, because I am drinking Yingling. Wood wood, easy. What do you drink? Um, actually, you know, what? just real quick. Because you mentioned DCB service and, and, and previews. I'm, as I'm still going through, still. Oh. I know. It sucks, bro. Work has been a fucking bear. Um. No excuse. I'm, no, it isn't. It really isn't. Although last weekend I had a pretty damn good excuse. Thank you very much. However, um, as I'm going through the IDW stuff. You're feisty. Man. I am. Well, yeah, cause I have my drinks. Um, plural. The, I was, n- yeah, okay, that's pretty neat for IDW to have their whole revolution with with, with all the Hasbro stuff. Mm-hmm. But what the hell's up with that John Byrne cover, bro? It's like, oh, I got an idea for who's who. Let yeah. me choose these Hasbro characters. Come on, man. I know. It was kind of painful. I'm sorry, not who's who, Marvel Universe. Oh, I know oh, what you mean. Yeah, you did. Right? I know what I know. you meant. Yeah. I didn't want to correct no, you. I'm, that buzzed, I'm, I'm not that guy. No, but it's still, I, I can be because my... I'm, I'm talking faster than I'm thinking. And I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Story of my night. life. Story of my I'm damn life. I'll actually pause and think about what's supposed to come out of my mouth. Um, I am drinking. I am Ooh. finishing. Um, because the shaker ended up having more than I thought. I'm finishing my second whiskey sour. Mm. But I will be chasing that. What's it called? With... The Blue Point Brewing Company Summer Ale. Wow. So wait a minute. You could, you could drink that stuff uh, uh, first and then follow it with beer? I thought that's oh, not oh, good. liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Beer before uh, liquor, never sicker. Like your stomach cares. I know, right? Like when it all, like if you're drinking it immediately afterwards, this is really it's weird. It's weird. strange. Um, but that beer is still in my fridge, thanks to uh, Mr. Daniel White. Yeah, how about you? People think I'm playing, man. People think I'm kidding when I say, dude, I'll leave a light on for you. Come on over. Let me know. This all started because last year he was in the area, and uh, he was he was about a half hour away north of me, and... Um, it's not like he drove. They, they took the train, but it was... So I gave him shit. And I'm like, bro, we're like right here. Seriously. So we've been teasing for the past, well, year, but for the past few months specifically, uh, especially around Chicago when we were talking about, listen, okay, so we'll we'll make it happen in the next few months. Uh, it didn't happen in May. It didn't happen in June. So finally, um, the stars aligned and he was able to uh, make the trip up last week. So... Uh, so we hung out Friday, Friday night, and then Saturday we um we went up to a uh, to a vineyard, the next county up. We just kind of it was a it was a great day. Renee is just 
she loves dude and 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 it's it's very easy to daniel is one of how could you not genuine people he is seriously a uh a sweetheart and it, it's it's just one of those things where he is he's one of the we we know a lot of people we're, we've made friends because of the show obviously i mean you look at the pictures from chicago when we were hanging out in at the uh at the town at the condo and then you had the um the loft previously when we were in chicago we've just we we'd like to surround ourselves with good people and we do and and it's just daniel is one of those dudes so it's true if i'm telling you you have an invite you can come to my house i'm not kidding so danger danger will robinson yeah no he he definitely um he took the bait so we um yeah we, we we had a great time chilling friday we um just had a had a blast with dinner. We hung out for a bit. We had some drinks. We were just bullshitting about a bunch of things. And then uh, uh, Saturday, Saturday was hot as hell. But we um, we got out of the house. We went for a little bit of a drive and took some sights. And then uh, and then yeah, he he, he went back home uh, Saturday evening. So yeah, so it was it was a blast, man. So that's why I am um, that's why I haven't finished. My previews order this month. And, uh, and it's why I am, um, behind, why I have not finished, uh, pretty much the thing that will be Vince's non-comics related item on the 11 o'clock this year. Hell yeah. And of course, um, see, we could talk about this because Jason is only two episodes in. Crazy. So he would have ruined it for you if he was here on time. But he's not, so we can talk about it. And we're talking about Netflix's Stranger Things, yeah. which is all kinds of amazing. It is. It is. I just, I, one day on the Facebooks, somebody said, hey, if you like Stephen King yeah. and Spielberg, which I kind of don't, but if you like Stephen King and horror and 80s movies, check this out. And I did. And about 12, 13 minutes into the first episode, I could not get up. I watched the entire thing in one shot. That's... Which which is rare for me. I didn't even finish Daredevil. Yeah, we're not... We're not, um... We're not going to get into that. The, uh... <laughs> what's, what's interesting, and I... I devoured it. It was like it was on fire. It's also it's also only eight episodes. True. Um, a, a manageable size. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, traditionally, uh, Netflix series are ten to thirteen ish episodes. So, um, and it seems to be pretty much perfect with the eight. There's, there's, I'm, I haven't finished yet. I'm two episodes away from finishing it. Um, but it moves at a pretty great clip, so it's there. There isn't any filler. There's nothing to get lost in. There's nothing to. It just it keeps moving forward, and it's it's really good at doing that. Now i I had I didn't watch the trailer. I know the trailer came out a while ago, and I didn't even see the trailer. I think it was even posted on the Facebook page, but um, I was aware of it. I knew, but see, when I first saw it mentioned, I thought it was. Um, for some reason, and I don't know why, there were there were two things that came to mind. I thought it was a um, a spinoff or a uh, 
in, in the same kind of universe as that. I don't know if the movie was eight millimeter or, or Chronicle, but yeah, eight, eight millimeter. Was, yeah. So I thought it would have something to do right. with that. And I also thought because of the title and like the font of the title, for some reason, I thought Stephen King was tied into this because <laughs> I was thinking maybe it was related somehow to needful things. Well, that's what they would have you believe, right? The intro, the title graphics are fantastic. When I saw the little flecks of white in the background, because the blackout is flat black, mm-hmm. and then you get it's it's the 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 uh, Stranger Things. It's all zoomed in on the on the fonts, uh, like the arc of one font, and then as it as it recedes into the background, the letters form and they join together and shift and and scooch up real tight. The kerning. Um, it's like a nightmare word and then um, but there's little flecks of white in the black background to make it look like either damaged film not the crappy scratch marks filter that everybody uses just from regular wear and it it even looks like if you know a videotape a little bit like just crappy ass videotape Um, but more like like damaged film or or somewhat worn film i love it um in a nutshell it encapsulates pretty much everything i love conspiracy theories you got mk ultra in there um there's a government well a black ops project to weaponize children during the cold war to fight the commies and one of the children her name is 11. She was taken from her mother as a baby, um, raised in this facility. So she doesn't, she's not aware of social niceties or any kind of interaction with yeah, people. She's very she awkward. She just, she doesn't know, like even practically monosyllabic. She's just, yeah, she's not Nell, but I mean, she's very <laughs> smart. Um, and, and, uh, I don't know whether or not to say this, yeah. but. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. I got a question that I shouldn't say. Uh, um, and, and there's also an alternate dimension involved in this. I can't be, I can't be too specific. No. And it's, and that's part of it. It's, it's, you haven't you seen the last to, two. I haven't seen the last two. I did see, um, I, I saw where, uh, where Jonathan and, uh, and Nancy were separated and, uh, Right. So that was, which was absolutely phenomenal. I think. With the tree. You're talking yes, about. with the tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and right after the deer scene, the previous episode, um, the, uh, and, and Millie Brown, she was on a show called the Intruders on BBC America last year. Yeah. She was absolutely this, phenomenal in that. This kid's incredible. She is amazing. She's, uh, and she, that's the one who won me over, but I thought it was a boy at first. Well, that was right? right, which is what they, um, I think they wanted you to think that at first. Uh, it, it, it didn't take long though to change your mind, but right. everybody, you know, uh, Winona Ryder's in it and that's pretty much the biggest name aside from Matthew Modine. Is, that's usually the kiss of death for me. Really? Winona? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, usually aside from. Uh, there's Edward Scissorhands. And Edward Scissorhands. You know, there has been yeah. a whole lot that. Uh, but I gotta say, not being a Winona fan, she was phenomenal. She absolutely was. David Harbour, who plays the um, the, the, the 
sure. the, the sheriff and of the town. Um, and the Carabono is, is, is a great mom, but everybody just, there's nobody, there's nobody with any star power or such a celebrity where it overshadows the show. Or just, well, Matthew Modine. No, I named, I named my, my two children after him. Matthew and Modine. Modine. There's, there's then a nice hair vision quest. Seriously, if that hair, it just <laughs> looks ridiculous. But the, uh, there is, everybody just looks so plain or awkward. All that, like Dustin with his teeth. And how did That's they get favorite. every, I mean, and it's that just, it is incredible. Mike is, is, Mike is just every, Mike is every nerd who grew yep. up living that life that's uh, he's just the, the the physical embodiment of all of us and that's it i don't know what they, between the clothes and the hair and the wood paneling and just everything just yep. it and even the way it's filmed because i was when uh when when the chief and winona were heading towards um they were looking for answers. He, he, he leaves the phone booth. They get in the, in, in the Pinto or the Gremlin or whatever and they take off. It just, and it's all, it, it's a gray fall day. It just, it doesn't look, it doesn't look modern at all. Even the way they filmed it, everything is just, it, it's like you could be, it would be right at home in between an episode of The Incredible Hulk and The Rockford Files. All right. And it's also very Twin Peaks. With, uh, Peaks has the black, the lodges, um, Stranger Things has the other place. That's what I'm, I'm gonna call it that for now. The, the, uh, the other place. Um, it's, it's amazing. I, I, the, it, if you are into comics culture, there's a numerous comic book references. They, I mean, Professor X and the X-Men, I think they mention them every episode. No, in they, some they... way. They mentioned Uncanny X-Men in the first episode. They, miss, they, they mentioned Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. We're talking about superpowers because of what Dustin can do. Um, they, it, none of it is, is made up for the show. I mean, the realistic walkie talkies, uh, mm-hmm. from Radio Shack, you have everything is, they're actually using Dungeons and Dragons. It's not like some villains, villains of vigilantes offshoot or anything like that. It's, it's all, it's all legit. And it's when they slam the binder down <laughs> to look at the veil of shadows. I'm, I'm like, how did they get my binder? That's mine from back in the day. How did they? I, I had to look in the closet to make sure it was still there. It's eerie. The Duffer Brothers are amazing. Mm-hmm. I want, and apparently it was renewed for a second season. So I don't know. And like I said, since I'm not, I'm yeah. not at the end. I don't know how it ends if it's something that you know you can pick up a couple years down the line if you're going to pick it up with everybody is whoever's left i don't know i know i know we can't by by this time next week we'll be able to if well you and i'll be able to talk about it and jason can talk about the first yeah how about him he's like dude you didn't watch the daredevil what's it and i'm like okay watch this and he's two episodes in but he's like i said dude we are not we're not going to leave you during the summer. Like and he before. wants to watch something. How quick did he watch Daredevil? Come on. Oh, he was all you, you both. You both had that done in a week. Well, I also had to because of Renee. So it's it's not like I you had to. You wanted to. Of course I wanted to. But I, I couldn't watch it on my own. I had to wait for her. And yeah, it, I I was the last one to finish Voltron of the three of us. True. Uh, I finished that pretty quick too. Well, you did, but that was also half. Plus, you were also away. You were on vacation with the family. So, right. what else are you going to do? 
when it's in my zone, I will devour it. Stranger Things is smack dab center. Yeah, no, it's of, of and, my zone. and the soundtrack is coming, and I believe the soundtrack will also be available on vinyl for you. Uh, two of which you may be able to hear on this episode. <gasps> Even the um, I was listening to the Spotify playlist that uh, that Netflix put together for the show, and it was I was I was rocking to it at work. My second favorite song of all time is crucial to the plot of Stranger Things. Oh. Yep. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing. Yeah, see, that's even... And the music is... Oh. Is that really your second favorite song? Mm-hmm. No shit. Yep. I sang that in a talent contest. Wow. Yeah. I have lost that bet. It would have been a close. It probably would have been in my top five for you, but I... I wow. Yep. Okay. Respect. I was pretty. I was pretty awesome. Of course you were. Broke a string and everything. Oh shit! <laughs> a damn violin. Uh, <laughs> that damn contrabass. <laughs> Still with that. All right. I have something really strange to talk about. Okay. Now I was thank go- you for when Jason's here, right? Because I have a thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I was going to talk shadow, but as Jason tends to nod off. <laughs> When I talk about all things when pulp. When talk about pulp and I talk about Star Trek, that's when it happens. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I wrote a, I read a boatload of Dynamite's The Shadow. Not the current Cullen Bunn series, the other one before that. That's how far behind I am. Um, I read issues 8 to 16 and The Shadow Special. But I, I'm, I'm, don't really want to talk too much about the actual contents of the book. I would rather talk about the covers. Now, you know I love Francesco Francavilla. You do? Love him. And, of course, I gravitate towards the Francavilla covers. So I have issue 15, issue 16, 14. I didn't do it for 13. Okay, 12 is a Francavilla cover. Let's see, um, 10 is a Francavilla cover, and issue 8, Francavilla. So, like, what am I getting at here? Why am I going into this detail? I found something very cool and kind of strange about all of these Francavilla covers. If you look on the left-hand side, that's the spine side of the image, go down about two and a quarter inches, there is a white line, an arc, on the cover. Mm -hmm. It's the same line, the same place, on every single cover that Francovia does. Really? Yes. It's It has to be intentional. I think that's where he put his thumb when he was drawing it? No, it's, it's he's got to be working digital, or or there's a digital component to it. It's the exact same line on every cover. It is on every single cover, and it's not only that line. Now that I look at it, there are a number of lines that are the same on issue eight. It's the Eiffel Tower and the shadows in the foreground blasting away as he's want to do, and there's a scribble. Next to Francovia's signature, that instantly recognizable way of signing his images that he has, it's it looks like a um, 
not quite a heart monitor, but it's it it it's it's flatline, then it then it spikes and then it flattens off and then it recedes and then there's another angle. It's on every single cover. He has a series of lines that he repeats on every cover. I don't know if he does it just for the shadow. I got to check all my Frank Avila stuff now because these marks are the same regardless of the cover. Like uh, issue ten, beautiful cover. The the title. Um, the shadow is at an arc and it's, it's kind of Alex Toth like in, in the, the shadow's laugh is actually part of the image in the background and he's accosting a ne'er do well. There's the line again, but the signature is in a different spot on this cover as it should be. Shouldn't be in the same spot every cover, right? But again, issue 12, uh, ant's eye view looking up of the shadow over a, it looks like a deceased um person uh and there's the lines again it's stra- and there's a little splatter too now that I look at it that appear on every cover and he it seems that the color of the spatter remains the same hmm. it's like it's like a tealy green that's very interesting to me that he would put invest that much into his work where he says you know what I'm going to do a little something for somebody paying attention. It, it, and it's not like he's opening, you know, a base document up in Photoshop and he just forgets to delete the top layer. That could happen once, but for one, two, three, four, five, but for six different cover images, I don't think so. This has to be intentional. And I think it's just very cool that it's just like another little thing that he offers the viewer in addition to great art. Just to, you know, keep things lively, keep things interesting. So it's not on the Afterlife with Archie covers that you noticed? Well, I don't have them in front of me, so I can't say for sure. But um, it's on all these shadow covers. No. And um, the, the 8 to 16 was written by Victor Gishler. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Gishler issues are fantastic. It gets into, uh, it's the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> And um, Lamont is is uh, pulled into Spain, and the plot thickens. But he runs into George Orwell. Wow! Yes, and he takes it upon himself to secure the well-being of George Orwell. He doesn't know why he's doing it. He just feels like there, there he was there for a reason, and he believes that reason to be George Orwell. So he helps Orwell make it through. But Orwell does get wounded. But he, he doesn't die, of course, and goes on to write Animal Farm, Animal Farm. and 1984. Uh, and the art was um, done by Aaron Campbell, which is amazing. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's a little bit um, our buddy Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in that mold. It's very, very well done. It's not your, your typical dynamite. And the villain is, is called El Rey. The Ray. El Ray, the king. Oh, R E Y? This, this could be the, uh, dynamite Baron Zemo. <laughs> it looks like dynamite's version of Baron Zemo. Oh, he's, he's got a hood on with, with the crown and, um, purple and, and he's got the, the cape. Yeah, it's it, very reminiscent of, uh, Baron Zemo, but he's got a, a female, um, accomplice named the Black Sparrow. And uh she and the shadow go toe to toe 
and it doesn't end well for her. <laughs> he also sleeps with her in in his civilian idea. Damn. Yeah. So he's not entirely faithful to Margot. Well, that really kind of doesn't surprise me, I guess. Although, wait, what, wasn't there a time where they weren't? Uh, yeah. We were well, on a you break. Know, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I friggin' hate that guy. I know you do. I love it. I love, I love your hate. The, um, I love the way she gives him what for. Because in, in the, uh, the later arc, the arc that, uh, is after that, it's written by Chris Roberson. And, um, you know, he's doing, Cranston's doing what he's got to do. And he's like, I, with Margot, and he, he said, I'll, I'll take you to a gourmet restaurant if you just, you know, acquiesce, give me this one. And, you know, a couple pages later, he's at a hot dog vendor and she's standing there with a hot dog and she's just like, yeah, thanks, Mr. Big Spender. <laughs> you know, so he does manipulate her. And I, I hope, I hope, um, Wagner explores that in, in the current, I haven't read any of the current series. No, I, uh, I started the, the first issue. I had the first two. I think, yeah, cause the second issue just came out. So, um, I need to, I don't know if I'm going to keep reading it or if I'll just wait for it to finish. Oh, I'm getting the hardcover. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping they do. They put it out in a hardcover, but see, that's the thing. I don't understand why Jason, you know, scoffs at characters like the shadow. He's pretty awesome. He's, he's basically Batman who kills. See, I never, I, I don't, uh, he's got the network of, of helpers. He works at night. He instills fear into the uh the ne'er do wells. Uh he's very intelligent, uh master strategist. But you know, he doesn't have the whole no guns policy. Plus, the shadow has superpowers to a certain extent. He can cloud men's minds. He can peer he can peer into your soul and see if 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 you are uh white or black, good or bad. You know, um, I think the shadow's great. And visually, I think he's one of the most visually arresting, uh, heroes ever. I think he can be. I, I don't know if it's at the hands of guys like Toth and Frank Avilla. Yeah. And, and Baker, um, and Kaluta and Wrightson. They're just, there's certain and Baker. It, there yeah. are times where for me, uh, I was waiting for someone to say his name. Um, there are. Jaken. I'm sorry. I gotta cover the bases because someone's gonna. So basically get everybody out. who's drawn the game. No. No. Um, there are times where he looks corny or cheesy, but the nose and, and the, the and. The nose is not prominent in this run. No, and it, it's, but it, it's not classic pulp where he looks like, wow, is that the vulture? Um, the, the nose is downplayed. Uh, He's very, very, very handsome in this, uh, in this series. Should be. I don't know about that. Well, no, he, okay, I'm sorry. Cranston should be just like Bruce Wayne, but, um, yeah, the shadow, right. but I mean, he's got the, 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 the big head and it's, I think some of it is just, it's, if it was, I don't know with, with Jason, we can ask him because he's, he's ready now. Um, I don't know if it's, no, if I want to bring him if on. it's a, um, if it's a time period thing, because he doesn't like black and white movies either. 
It's a young thing. You know, maybe. It's a young and silly. Young and silly. Yeah. What's up? There's my boo. Yeah. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was all right until your ass showed up. I I had him all to myself. Oh, Oh, I see how it is. Don't even. You so jealous. We're talking talking some shadow. You want to get in on it? Hell yeah. You couldn't have done that in the first 40 minutes of the show? (laughs) No, we were doing Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, we did Stranger Things because we want to talk about the good stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> I read I read one thing this week. I watched Stranger Things, and then you talk about Stranger Things while I'm not here, and then oh, you say no, then you say pulp what? BS for a while. I'm here. I'm here. You did, How? you watched two episodes. You did not watch it. You watched two episodes. Well, I mean, that's that it's that you just scratched the surface of what's going on that? in that show. Hear that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Boop? Oh man, I'm just, I'm just gonna knock your guy's socks off. I'm drinking uh, lemon lime seltzer. Great. All right. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, you know, today not my day. Some days are your day. Some days are not your day. Oh, was a good day. Every day is a good day for me. Yeah, These is. days. <laughs> yeah, I can bang out eight episodes of a new series in like twenty minutes. I read. I read twenty six nice. for this week. And by the way, I'm the Magneton. Oh, you're not Magneton. <laughs> You're Jason Woo, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully, because he just had me. No. I gotta say something. Shout out to my father. Happy birthday to Papa Wood. Oh, hey. happy birthday. Birthday. Yes, sir. My, my Whiskey sour to you, sir. 67 today? Damn. Are you young? It's funny. I feel like 67 is, is like sounds old, but. No. No. Well, sure. 35 like you. Oh, right? yeah. I wish I was 35. God, it was so much easier to be 35. <laughs> Gets better. Oh, it's rough, dude. No. Come on. Rough. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think I've ever been called a pimp. Well, that's true. <laughs> Word sounds stupid. So how far life. along are you guys in Stranger Things? I'm done. He's done. I'm two episodes away. All right. You guys loving it? Loved it? Loving it? Slack. Best thing ever. Yeah. Nice. I joke that it's, it's going to be Vince's non-comic book thing of the year in the Oscars. Like better Vince than than X Files. If you took out I, all the crap, right? Yeah, yeah that's episodes? no. So if, if you just whittled X Files down to the conspiracy episodes, it still beats this. Hmm. Ah. Yeah. No. The fact they're even considering it though is uh, is it's high praise, man. Yeah, you know, no, no, because I gotta give it up for, um, X-Files. There's not a single character. Well, maybe there is. See, now you got me. Right. I was gonna say, there's not a single character to rival either Mulder or Scully okay. in, in Stranger Things. But, give it a couple more seasons, and there may be one or two characters. Oh, it's, that it's not over? It's not like, I assumed it was like, season two. Oh. It's been renewed. Oh, I didn't know, I just assumed it was like a, like a long form, you know, that there was a mystery in solved. Mm, there are things they oh, can cool. do. Yeah. Uh, did, what, better than Twin Peaks? Hell no. Dude. <laughs> Again, Dude, so on. Th- j- I'm only, s- you start off by saying best thing ever. Well, no, I, that's, I was being. That he's seen this year. Hyperbolic. You get a little. I'm not usually, usually do that, but, um, <laughs> I think, okay, let's just say this. I think it's flat out fantastic. And it's probably the best TV series I've seen since 
the demise of the original X-Files. Okay. Respect. Respect. In in my wheelhouse. Now, if you compared Stranger Things to Breaking Bad, <laughs> Stranger Things is not going to compare. Breaking Bad is one of the best shows ever, right? I'm, I think it's pretty safe to say that. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, like, y- y- I have to put it on on in its little compartment. Yeah. Um, sci-fi television series, yes, it is the best thing since. So better than X-Files. Fringe. Oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Fringe went on way too long. It got too stupid. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch more of it, but I uh, just haven't had the chance. Excuse me, David. What did you say? No, I says I, I. I think I'll have to agree with that. And I mean, I, I, I consumed Fringe with, with fervor. I was, I, and I went through all the seasons. I, I stuck through to the last one, and I, I, I appreciate the last season. I can understand why people were like, no, just stop before the final season. And, and I, I can appreciate their, their thoughts on it, but. And I enjoyed Fringe a lot, but yes, there were, it, it's network TV and there were the, the regular filler nonsense episodes just to pad things out. But, uh, as far as you know, the five and a half hours I've seen of Stranger Things, it's, it's tight and right. It is a, uh, and it's, it's just, it's, it's hitting every single button. Yep. It's a straight up love letter. And you can watch it again too, because I'm sure there are things we missed the first time around. Uh, a song on a radio or, or something on the wall. You know, it's, it's in like, not a huge fan of, of John Carpenter's The Thing, but seeing that poster on the wall legitimized the, the, the scene for me. Cause, you know, and I, that, it's, it would be on the wall. I don't know if it would be on a, on a wall of a child. Of Michael's age. But there is a, um, Jonathan has a poster on the wall that, uh, that, that he's, that, that he's told to, to take down. Cause it's, a, you know, I mean, but there are, and that's yeah, what we were talking like about, Jason. Every, it's like we, there Dick, are, Dick he, yeah, well, what? Lonnie's a douche. Um, there, there are, the, the fact that they actually used real existing properties like uncanny x-men like dungeons and dragons like real movie posters for things that actually existed and didn't didn't try to make up uh analogs for the show everything is just it it just it feels so it it feels like it's been around for so long and this is this show is also a barometer of taste if you don't if you didn't find anything to like about Stranger Things, I gotta say, I'm gonna cast everything you say <laughs> from that point on. And- I think it's, it would be very, it's difficult, I think, for our circle of friends if any of them said, yeah, I wasn't feeling it, or this was stupid, or I can't believe I wasted my time. I, out of everything else that we have in common, that uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with Vince, where it's like it's going to cast some. We're done. Yeah, I don't. I then you just faking it the past 15 years of my you life. Might as well say vote for Trump. We're done. <laughs> oh shit! Preach. Uh, <sighs> all right, so Jason, what was that one book that you did read? Um, so it was um, Old Man Logan, the uh, first uh, the first volume of, of the new uh, Old Logan. Yeah, the. Uh, ah. The, uh, I'm just pulling that out here, sorry. Is this, in, does this, in, is this the Secret Wars tie-in, or is this post-Secret Wars? This is post-Secret Wars. It's, uh, hmm. written by our man Jeff Lemire, yep. with, uh, art by Andrea Sorrentino. 
And I gotta be honest, I, I didn't know what to expect from this. I just, uh, you know, I've, we've been reading, or at least I, I guess you and most, no, all three of us have been reading Marvel largely on digital and the single issues. And thanks to uh, our, our, our awesome sponsor, the, the trades for the stuff, uh, you know, are pretty inexpensive. So being the Wolverine mark that I am, I figured I'd give the first volume a try, Sight Unseen. And, um, I'm, I was really quite pleased with how it turned out. So the setup is, as you alluded, it's, it's, it's after Secret Wars and, uh, Old Man Logan, the character from the Mark Miller, uh, series or the Mark Miller arc, um, which is a, an alternate. For those that aren't familiar, uh, Old Man Logan was an arc, uh, in the Wolverine run, uh, what, maybe four or five, six years ago? About that yeah. time, right? Yeah. And, it was Mark Miller and I think Steve McNiven, right? Yes. Yeah. And it was a, for like, uh, the X-Men have like a hundred of them, but this is yet another dystopian future. Um, not too far into the future where, uh, the villains won. Basically the villains got organized finally and took over, um, led in large part by the Hulk who goes, uh, goes evil. And so we're set into this future that the the country's divided into these different uh states, if you will, and each state is kind of run like the old west it's uh everything's been destroyed, so it's very archaic, a little retro and uh it's run by different villains and Logan has been hiding basically hasn't popped his claws in decades and has a new family he's a farmer uh and and shit goes down and so it's this wild adventure. It's it's himself. It's a uh, Hawkeye, Clint Barton, as a he's who's blind now. They're you know they're remember they were riding around in like the Spidey view, uh, Spidey buggy and being chased by like Venom T Rexes and all sorts of craziness. Um, so that character was part of Battle World, um, and then I guess post Secret Wars, somehow this old man Logan is one of the characters that conveniently got repurposed into the new, all-new Marvel Now. Um, so he wakes up in... It's pretty cool the way they do it. He wakes up in Times Square, and he's talking to this really weird-looking version of Spider-Man. And at first, I don't... You know, you're thinking like... I'm thinking like, man, Sorrentino can't draw Spider-Man to save his life. And then I realized it's fucking all those... Like, I don't know who, if any... For our listeners that aren't familiar, these days in Times Square, Times Square is besieged by uh, basically... Beggars that dress up in costumes, basically just like the real life Times Square. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it's like no, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, so that's this is Lemire. Like, this is the setting. Like, old man Logan gets transported to like our Times Square, where there's people walking around in superhero costumes trying to get people to take pictures with them, and then they ask for money. And so you know, there's Spider Man and there's Thor, and there's all these people, and it's hilarious. And, and Logan's like, what the hell's going on? And because he sees the skyscrapers, and he's like, these don't, you know, these don't exist anymore. Uh, obviously what's happened is he's now in this new Marvel universe, which is many, many decades earlier than his future. Or so he thinks, um, and he has a list written on his arm and interstitially throughout the, 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 the first arc, it's the first four issues. Um, you're taken back into the future to his future, uh, in his existence. And, uh, the long and the short of it is, is, and this is nothing you would know if you read old man Logan, um, the Hulk by this point has had just a ridiculous number of offspring. Um, it's like straight deliverance, you know, and there's all these crazy inbred Hulks running around and they pretty much rule the world and they're just intolerable. 
So they eventually kill Logan's uh, family. So he is hellbent now that he realizes that he's back to, a, to his past. He's hellbent on taking out the people that he thinks are most responsible for his future. Now, of course, this isn't really the case, right? He's not actually in his past. He's in the you know a different sort of quasi-Marvel past, and he comes now, to terms with that. Is the Old Man Logan Secret Wars tie-in, is that the same Old Man Logan from the Miller series? Yes. That Okay. Yes. So it's not like it was just another telling of that. It was they, they took that. Okay, so, so now... So that old man Logan is now in, in our 616 present day, the new earth where Miles Morales Correct. and, okay, so, which Correct. is different than obviously the future, the, the timeline that he was originally on. Right. And, and through the course of this arc, he figures that all out. He figures out that, wait a minute, this isn't my past. Uh, this is a different universe entirely. Um, so on his list though, um, there's a guy called the butcher who, um, he, in the first, I mean, he takes out the butcher. He, he kills the butcher. Um, but he is like the low-hanging fruit. The, uh, you want to guess who the, uh, if you guys read Old Man, like, you want to guess who the other people on his list are? Well, you can guess the obvious one. I mean, who, who am I, who's, who's. The, oh, well, Creed? Creed. No. No, Banner, I'm saying, because, I mean, the Hulk is the reason that everything... Oh, okay. so, oh so the Butcher was one of the Hulks. He's no. after... Oh. No, he, the Butcher's the, he, the butcher's just a regular dude, and then there's three other people on his list that he wants to kill to, to reshape the future. So Banner's one, Mysterio is one, and then Red Skull. And I don't know why Mysterio and Red Skull are on there. I'm just going to assume we'll find out over the time. Um, but the cool thing is, is, is he's looking for Banner, and he finds him... Or so he thinks, but it's not Banner. Because who's the Hulk now? Cho. Exactly. So he's fighting the Hulk, and he's like, doesn't sound like Banner. And finally, like, Cho's like, dude, I'm not Banner. So he's like, oh, all right, well. And they kind of, like, team up. <laughs> my bad. What's it? He's like, yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> and remember, this is old man Logan, so he's 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 not anywhere near Logan that most people are familiar with. He He can heal, but... It's almost like Odin's sleep. He he has to sleep for many, many hours to heal even from reasonable wounds. It's not like he's just not, you know, he's genuinely getting toward, toward the end of his life, uh, his natural life. Um, so he can't find, uh, Ephraim realizes that, that uh, Amadeus isn't, isn't the guy he needs. He says, who can help me in this part of the world? So he seeks out his man Hawkeye, but Clint's not at his house. It's Kate Bishop. So he <laughs> writes, so he's like, okay. Clint and that's when he starts figuring out, like, he's like, shit isn't right here. He's like, uh, he's like, the Hulk's not the Hulk. Hawkeye's not Hawkeye. Um, you know, so he's, so he's slowly piecing it together. And then, uh, then he comes across, uh, uh, Steve Rogers. Only it's not Steve Rogers. And he knows it's fucking old man Steve Rogers. And he's like, you can't be Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is never old. And of course, Steve Rogers is like, well, you're not Logan. Because Logan's dead and takes takes this Logan to see the Logan statue, which makes me weep every time I see it. Because it was such a <laughs> um, so now he's like, all right, well, this is definitely not my past. He's like, because the Logan in this in this world is dead. Uh, so so and then and then he finally runs into uh, Vince's favorite favorite uh, ex ex person, 
Storm. Storm. Right. Hey. And, uh, and that's sort of how the first arc ends. And then they, for some reason, they reprint one of the issues from the, uh, Old Man Logan run. I'm not sure why they did that, but I guess just to fill the trade up. But, uh, but I dig it. You know, Sorrentino is a kind of hit or miss for me. But, uh, I think he's very well suited for this, for this particular, uh, story because it, uh, it, he does a great job with different interstitial panel layouts and he also does a nice job, uh, juxtaposing the two time periods. So I dug it. I think this is probably the best I've enjoyed Sorrentino in a long time. Well, I think um, mm-hmm. we, we enjoyed him on Green Arrow, the Lemire Green Arrow. Yep, that's true. Yep. Um, but I think the, the, the whiff was the, uh, the X-Men annuals. Yes. You are correct, sir. Okay. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's cool. Look, I mean, I, I love, I mean, I know he's played out in some people's eyes, but I love Wolverine. I'll know he's one of my favorite characters. I, I'll take him anyway. We can get him. And, uh, and, and this, this old man Logan is now a member of the X-Men because I've been reading the X-Men. And, uh, so I, I knew he was back. I, but this, you know, this book, I guess, is, was running in parallel to that as, as the old, old Wolverine book used to. So, um, so yeah. And look, I mean, Lemire's a great writer, right? So, uh, not surprised, but I, I like the way that they're treating the character who's, is much more humble because he's, he is old and he's, and he's not invulnerable anymore. And, um, I'm curious if, if, if we're getting to the point, I wonder how and when we're going to get that statue to somehow be cracked and, you know, or broken apart or melted or something. Right. Cause like, that's the conceit, right? I mean, he's encased in adamantium, but he's Wolverine. So how easy would it be for them to figure out a way to open up the statue? Right. And then like whatever's in there heals. Right. Well, but he wasn't really, he had the whole adamantium poisoning. He wasn't, he wasn't a hundred percent. Leading up to that, because he had to wear that stupid armor. Um, I know, but if this is, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, they use sex machina, right? They can, yeah, they, I, they can, they, they wait long enough. You'll know, like, they'll just pretend like that never happened. Maybe there was a Zika virus mosquito in the, in, in this, in the adamantium with him, and that's going to keep him alive. Did right? I tell you guys what, uh, Colin said about Zika? No. We're at a lacrosse tournament, right? <laughs> and, uh, one of the other sets of parents were, you know, we were making the small talk and they're like, Oh, you do anything this summer? So forth, so on. I said, yeah, we're going to the Dominican. Oh, great. You know, we were in Dominican a couple of years ago. Cool. Cool. Um, the, the, the dad's like, do you mind if I ask though, if you're worried about the Zika? And I'm like, what do I care about the Zika? And <laughs> then the, pregnant. And then the mom goes, who's like, really, you know, they're, they're really good. Their son is really good friends with Colin. She goes, did I tell you what Colin said last week when I was driving home for practice? I said, no. She said, well, I asked him the same thing. I said, are you nervous about Zika? And he looked at me and he said, I'm not going to knock anybody up anytime soon. (laughs) I said, respect. Respect. I'm glad to hear that. My boy. Glad to hear that. Getting where he fits in. Oh, man. Yeah. I got my Jimmy hats. So, there you go. so, so uh, old man Logan, and actually, I forgot. I, I did read. I did read uh, one of the. Things. <laughs> that was the Bring best. It. Yeah, yeah. So old man Logan. I did read one other thing for the record. What's that? Well, you know, I don't have to go now. I can save it. Oh, you just want to save it? Yeah, save it, though. Well, I got something that maybe we can all weigh in on. Ooh, nice. I read twenty six. Oh yes, fifty of the fifty two, which is actually. Half of 52. Oh, yes. Shoot. Because the new trade, um, retailing for $34.99 collects 1 to 26 of, uh, DC's first weekly series 52. 
Well, and I read it. That's well, year long weekly yeah, series. How I about that? that. I Written by Jeff Johns. Yeah, uh, Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, Mark Wade, uh, Keith Giffen was the mastermind behind the whole yeah, thing. True. Uh, Eddie Barrows, Chris Batista, Joe Bennett, The Illegal Sham, Phil Jimenez, Drew Johnson, Ken Lashley, Sean Maul, Todd Nock, Patrick Oleaf, Mario Alquiza, Draxall, Jack Jadson, Drew Garachi, uh, Rui Jose, what? Geraci. Is it Geraci? Yeah. Huh. He's not Italian then. Uh, Andy Lanning, Tom Wen, Jimmy Palmiotti, Rob Stull, and Ray Snyder on inks. David Barron, Pete Pantasius, and Alex Sinclair on color. It's like, wow, what a crew. I have never hated Booster Gold more. Right. <laughs> and I gotta say, when it was coming out, I made it till about... I made it to the wedding of uh, Black Adam and Isis. Wait, you didn't read this the whole thing? No. No, I bottomed out. Oh, my gosh. This is when he started yeah. to give up on DC? I don't know if I was starting to give I mean, up. We, this, but... this is definitely happening during the show. Yeah. Huh. I got weak. I got weak, and I stopped. Wow. Loved, loved yeah, around, around the I, – I still bought them, but um, I read up until the wedding – and I continued to buy them up until about issue thirty, mm-hmm. and then I was out. Yeah, just to, just didn't want to buy stuff that I wasn't reading. Oh, right? Okay, uh, so I wanted to rectify my mistake because I I do remember enjoying it, the initial blasts, and it is very good. the 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 uh, the first like ten issues are rock solid. I mean, it, they suck you in, just with the breadcrumbs, just laying down these these mysteries uh and questions and very interesting circumstances um and then batwoman pops up so that propelled me a couple more issues but like i said i lost interest so on this read i am encountering things i don't remember the first time around <laughs> so that tells me that i didn't read it with um I, I didn't have my my thinking cap on while I was reading it. I'm probably going through the motions to a certain extent. I think it's fantastic. I don't understand how they pulled it off, really. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying that not having read the second half, but mm. up until I mean, including issue 26, it's it's a winner. Everything, even the stuff that normally would not pique my interest, like. Um, Montoya has never been one of my favorite characters, but in this, she's amazing when you pair her with the question, right? Like that, that's just interesting to me. Um, steel. Yep. Ne- I-, I always thought steel needed Superman or, or Metropolis really? to work. And in this, he proves otherwise. Like steel is an interesting character in this book and Natasha is too. But, uh, I mean, come on, Rain of the Superman steel was, my least favorite, even though Bogdanov was drawing it, right? Really? Yeah. Okay. Then go ahead, say it. I'm waiting. What? No, no. Race, racist. Oh, no, racist. my no. God. Uh, but... I wasn't even thinking that. You know I'm drunk. And the, the whole intergang with the, the, uh, shapeshifters, which was carried over, right, into the Batwoman series. There's shades of that in, in the, uh, the later Batwoman series, but it, it just, 
proves to me that the DC universe can work without the Trinity. Yes. Okay, maybe for a year, but it can. St- there are there are supporting characters that are every bit as interesting as the big three if used correctly. Well, that was the cool thing about it because it was. I thought it was so smart of them to recognize that you had to take the Trinity out of the picture entirely to fully get people to care about all these other, at the time, tertiary characters. Yeah. It worked really well. It did. And then, you know, you put Animal Man and Strange and uh, Starfire in space, and then you throw Lobo into the mix. Mm -hmm. That, you got me. And I love when he rips her top off. Have have you gotten to the part where you figure out who's inside of Boosters? No. Okay. Wait. No, that doesn't... Did that happen in, within the first 26? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I'm not entirely sure. Huh. But, so I got this thing for 17 bucks. Mm-hmm. And... I couldn't stop reading it. It's, it's, they, they have, um, in addition to the, 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 whatever they are, 22 page issues, mm-hmm. they, they have, um, layouts from Giffen. There are pages that were never used in the original series for whatever reason. Like maybe a character was dead in continuity and they had to swap the page out real quick because they would be going against continuity. So they, like during the wedding, that happens. Um, when they're saying the vows. Like, uh, Shazam shows up on a page and he was dead in uh, continuity. Oh, oh, yeah. So they had to flip the, the page out. Um, uh, there's scripts, which I have absolutely no use for, but if you do, there are, there are pages from the script in there, uh, cover roughs by, uh, Jones. It's just, and his covers are impeccable. They're, they're, each one is just more gorgeous than the next. Some work better than others, but they all maintain a certain level of quality. I think mm-hmm. it's just a, that's why didn't they publish a fifty-two yeah, the covers did, yeah. book? Yeah, because they're all yeah, there, well, was, there, not, there was a nice consistency. I, I wasn't in love with all of them, but they were they, they, they were there was no slacking. There was no phony. No, he he absolutely slaughtered it with the first cover. I it would it it would be and it was very hard for him to eclipse that first cover i think the first one is perfect with the the cowl and the lasso on the sword and the in superman's yeah, cape yeah. that is a fantastic cover um some of them come real close to matching it uh but none of them eclipse it i think it's just great um so what, what did you, you guys don't do you remember the details of of a lot of the the plot points or not everything, because it's. Um, I, I have, I, I, I still have the singles, and I, I have. Um, I don't have the the new printing. I have the uh, was it the original four, um, the quarterly. Right. So the, um, I remember bits and pieces of it. I don't think I could say that I hated Booster Gold. He was. He's a dude. He is, but he was more annoying to me than just, I, it's, it's not, I, it's more, it's eye roll inducing more than anything else. Um, I think it's, it's spiraling out of the fact that his, his buddy died. I think, I think he's suffering at the beginning and he's not thinking clearly. 
Because he's he's just flat out manipulating people in this. That's not. What yeah, and, and the whole thing with the with the product placement and and the ad space. Yeah, that's just, just it's. Postpartum depression. Uh, I don't know. It's he he lost uh, his boo, and and he's <laughs> he he's not he's off the rails. I think. I um. I enjoy, Clark sees it. I enjoyed you know? the uh, the Bennett art for the most part in the first few issues. Um, the uh, strong showing for Batista too. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I've 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 been a Steel fan, so I I, I enjoy that. Black Adam was. It, it's he's, oh, it's the best Black Adam has ever been. He, yes, but he he just he he strikes me as um he still does. He he always kind of just it was it was like an angrier namer for some reason. Um, there is a similarity, right? But uh, yeah. no, I mean I I thought it was the, the, behind the scenes is where I kind of um like just judging it. Based on what's, what's on these pages, what, what, what this brain trust was doing, what these, these four writers were doing with, with giving on breakdowns and, and the editors overseeing it all. It came together, it came together beautifully. It, it, it was a strong yeah. showing. Um, it was just the, as it spiraled into when the rest of the DC universe was had, you know, one year later. And which was cool for the most part with the Titans, with the Outsiders, with with uh, with some of the books. But then it's like, so we have 52 and that's telling us what's going on a year without Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. And then you're going to have a title like Green Arrow where it's one year later, but we're going to tell you what he was doing during that year. And it's like, but then that's not really you're, you're cheating. You're just we don't need it. There was just some things that kind of irked me about the whole which shouldn't detract from 52 itself but it just kind of uh, leaks into it and and mm. and it 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 shouldn't it should not affect what happens on on the pages of 52 but it was just as far as the whole thing what DC was doing with everything else that's um but then it also I mean I, not to Vince's extent where I'm, I'm done with DC. What, what really kind of started me to, to dial it back was, um, and it has nothing to do with 52, but was the wedding issue of uh, the special when Green Arrow and Black Canary got married. That was an absolutely perfect, and I apologize for the tangent. It was a great That's cool. special one shot issue until you got to the last three pages. And that, that completely destroyed everything that was the, everything else in that issue. Yeah, I heard that. I, I, it's, it, never read it's it. It's still, it, it still burns me. It, it's not as bad as Skittles, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's. Well, well what exactly happened? Um, it, after they get married, uh, they're going to consummate the marriage and it turns out that, uh, was someone, good in that negligee too. So, someone wasn't who they, we're supposed to be. So it kind of just basically nullified everything leading up to it. It's just, it was. Wait, it wasn't Canary? Who wrote that? Uh, was it Winnick? Oh, uh, say no Maybe, more. I don't know. I'll look, but you guys talk. You guys talk about 52. Uh, I love, I mean, I thought 52 was great. And I think a part of the reason I loved it so much is that I was coming from a place where I wasn't as steeped in DC. And so. For the most part, the vast majority of the characters that were featured were new for me. Um, you know, I knew, I knew, I knew Dibney 
and that whole thing from uh, Identity Crisis. But I really didn't know much else about him. Um, didn't know much about like Felix Faust and that stuff. Uh, obviously, I knew Luthor, but the Everman Project I thought was super cool. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is. Yeah. Um, so I like that whole arc. Uh, had Red Animal Man, uh, new Starfire from some, some of that original Teen Titans run, but hadn't read much of her. Didn't really know Adam Strange much at all. Um, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of like the Lady Stick stuff, but um, but I thought it was cool. Like you said, I mean, Lobo was cool, and I mean. You know, space dolphins are badass. Uh, <laughs> so, but it, huh? the the part that really resonated with me, and I was shocked, was the the Dibney arc. Not a favorite character of mine. Uh-huh. Never has been. Um, but I got to say, I cared. They made me care about him to the point where, when the straw effigy of Sue falls off the table right. and it has the the, the face. Uh, taped on right. it and everything's like that panel with the face looking up from the straw woman that's a horrific panel right and the the only reason why that panel works so well is because you can feel what ralph is 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 feeling when he looks at that and he sees his chances of of you know getting his wife back mm-hmm. after the mistake that he had made in not taking uh cassie and the the uh the church seriously i mean who would right right it 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 goes against all rational thought but especially at the 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 point where metamorpho says that's not red kryptonite that's just a rock painted red mm-hmm. you know but it speaks to the power of of mass consciousness could it happen i don't know art bell has tried it but uh, with mixed results like let's make it rain and and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't but it's all really based on you know, chance and probability sure. and what what have you, but uh, to see his his wife literally go up in flames, and then he's underneath a bridge holding this smoldering yeah. like that was powerful yeah. stuff. Really, I, I, I mean, I I loved the the Black Marvel family. I mean, I I, I loved yep. the whole thing. It was such a nice juxtaposition against the classic Marvel Marvel family. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how much Black Adam was ever a main character before that. Uh, and I don't think he's really been much of a character since then, but. They, they used him pretty well in, um, Power of Shazam. I think yeah. that was, didn't Busick write that? Power of Shazam? I don't, I don't know. Or was it Jurgen? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I, I mean, I have the damn series. I mean, um, the Metal Man stuff was super cool. Metal Man stuff was, was great. I love the Metal Man. Love Doc Magnus. I, I just, um, and then when you get the supernatural arc into it with Dr. Fate uh-huh. and, and Detective Chimp, I just think it's, I don't want to say flawless, uh, until I digest the, the second half when it comes out, but they've never been able to replicate this. Um, I don't know. Well, and, and the ironic thing, and I thought this is where David was going, cause, um, like I, I, I didn't know, like when you were talking about the things that irked you, I mean, you know, the, what came out of this was the 52 parallel universes. Right. Which, which, is, which for a lot of right. people was like the start of a dark period for DC, but, <laughs> but. Which I don't understand. I mean, if, if you are a long time DC fan, the, the multiverse. Oh, I mean, the, the Crisis that, Infinite that's, Earth, that's, man. That's legacy. Yeah. I, I think Crisis Embrace caused, more, I think Crisis caused more harm than good. As far as what the fallout? Yeah. Resolution? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, yes. Um, 
the the story itself for Crisis. I mean, it's it's that was that's not something that could have been forced. DC has to actually embrace everything that led up to that event, and and to end it with just mashing everything onto one Earth. Um, yeah, no, I I would agree with you. I I think that it, I as much as I love those 12 issues and love the story overall um as far as the fall and and burn superman and and uh but i mean it's for every for every superman reboot now you have a shittier version of jason todd and it's uh, it, it's it's one of those things it's like you know jason todd went from being dick grayson 2.0 with his parents being you know murdered at the circus by killer croc instead of whoever instead of the mob um now you have him trying to steal fucking hubcaps off of the Batmobile. As I just ballsy, that's oh cool. please no, it's just it's it was cool. so ridiculous, and it just and it, it just it it you know I I enjoyed the Perez Potter Wonder Woman reboot when 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 Crisis wrapped up. I mean, there were a lot of things about Crisis that I did Justice League. Yeah, we got bohaha because of you know Crisis and Legends and and trying to get away from. The Trinity as, as founding members of, of that group. Uh, Crisis put the major screws to the Legion though. Big time screws to the Legion. No, I, I, I blame Burn for that. Because once Burn said there was no Superboy, there's no Legion. That was Burn? Burn said there's no Superboy. Because you had Clark Kent was a, was, was a high school football player. He was, he was a dude who just, you know, he, he was, he was a cooler guy than, than any See, person. I always thought that that spiraled out of crisis. No, no that was, that was, that's a burnt that's thing. Burn thing. Burn said no Superman, hence no, how, how's, how's the Legion get formed then? Which is why you had, um, Invisible Kid and Block and basically the Fantastic Four version of the Legion of Superheroes came to the past. Uh, to find out what the hell happened. And it was, it was towards the end of, of Burns run on, on, on the character. Um, it was before the Phantom Zone stuff, but it was, it was, it crossed over into, in, into the Burns Superman book. So action and, and Superman. And, um, let's see, post crisis was a more cohesive DC universe. Everything was connected and, and it was, you know, like well, one world. Wally West as your flash. Right. All these, all these characters interacted and it all made sense. It was a, a, a very linear storytelling. Well, what happened because to All-Star Squad? Did, uh, you know, you had, you, they, they get caught in the loop of Ragnarok. They, they, they keep going yeah. against the, the Spear of Destiny with Hitler and it just keeps looping and repeating and, and, um, but no, I mean, to, I definitely get where you're going, where you would say that crisis did more harm. But like you said, it was, but that was the whole idea. There, there, there's a new earth. Right. There's this earth prime or whatever you want to call it. Because before that, you know, you had Batman doing his own thing in, in his books and Superman was have all these crazy ass adventures, right? But there wasn't a sense that, okay, these people live on the same planet. And unless they, you know, world finest, yes. Mm-hmm. So they met, okay, and they had their little adventures. But it, it didn't seem like these things were happening concurrently. Whereas after Crisis, it was like, there's only one place to go. Yeah. So it has to be happening right. in the same ballpark. 
But anyway, 52. And the whole thing was great. I mean, a couple of things about it. Just, no, just like, remember the, That's um, the, the, the whiteboards with all the clues? Mm. The blackboard, yes. Yeah, the chalkboard with the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there was that one issue, I forget which issue it was, and it's, I know it's in the second half, but there was the hidden message, uh, that the Dio put in, in it. Oh, if you took the that. first letter of every couple words, it was a cryptogram and it, uh, it, it said the fi- that, uh, 52 is the multiverse still exists. Were the letters bolded or were they just? No, it was, you had to take, it was like the first letter of every, I don't know, it was the, Every other word, every third word, I forget. I don't know. Well, how would you know to do that? Did he say, word. hey? No, I don't think you, I mean, it was like any other crypt- cryptogram. You had, like, someone had to break the code and then yeah. it spread around the internet. Oh, so there's someone that actually was paying attention to stuff like that and yep. said, hey. Yeah. And then I can't believe we didn't mention, because this is, I, I mean, the J.G. Jones covers are, I mean, they put, actually put a whole hardcover out of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did. Vince about that. Well, you Somebody did. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just checking my stocks. <laughs> hey, some 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 of us some of us got to do, do some work, you know. <laughs> some of us can't be all up in the academics just teaching kids. Some, some of us can't, you know, watch eight episodes of a new series. Oh, yeah, oh, gotta, lump punch, on the cute. Got to punch that That's clock. It is. Yep. You're funny. But having a great time reading this. I hope they publish the second volume relatively uh, quickly because I, w- I would like to complete this storyline. Can't wait. It's good to spot the 52 Omniboo. Nah. Did they do an Omnibus of this? Mm-hmm. Not a big right fan. Right across from of, yeah, not, a, not a big fan of, of Omnibus. Let him. Editions. Let him hose. It's, it's, I don't know if it's something that, um, that can be, that they can try again. And, and, I mean, not that they, they could try weekly series, but this kind of was really good timing. I mean, it, it, it spawned out it, of Infinite Crisis. Yeah. yeah it, I, I think the planning is crucial because you, and the you could tell. Involved. Yeah. Right. The complexity of practice. this series and the level of talent involved, especially in the writing side. That's the thing. The planning side. Because what was the next one? Trinity? Yeah. The next uh, weekly series. Yeah, which was. I think you're right. Didn't yeah. it, it, it happen right after Almost. 52? It, it, and it was another yes. weekly and it was, yeah, it was right. a disaster. And it, and you had each, every, you had three covers. It was a countdown. No, countdown was infinite crisis. Okay. And, and no, countdown to final crisis, wasn't it? Right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this fifty-two spirals out of infinite crisis. Right. So there was a there was a time period between between crises. So I think Trinity came next, and and I was looking for some kind of timeline online, like that that lists the DC weekly series as they came out. I can't find no, because it's. I don't think it was ever. I mean, they might have had the hopes that like, hey, you guys just finished reading fifty-two, and now here's another weekly series. But now at this point, the Trinity are back. But the story for Trinity didn't, you had, it was like the first eight pages are the main story, and then you had like a, the backup story. Right. And, and the, uh, you know, the main story was supposed to be, was I guess supposed to carry it all, and it kind of, I mean, the covers were neat because the three covers would connect, so you'd have the first three covers, one, and, and they'd all alternate. One would be, you know, first week would be Superman, then Batman, then Wonder Woman, and then, then the third batch, the second batch would be like Batman, 
Superman, Wonder Woman. So everybody alternated being the next, as far as the, the spotlight of, of the connecting covers, but, uh, it didn't have the, it, it didn't have the, um, uh, I guess the, just, just the, it was missing the foundation, the nuts and bolts of what made 52 great. And it was, it was driven by the writers, by these four writers or, Three, if you want to talk about anybody leaving, but you you have the writers that were involved. Who left? It was it was Busick and and, and Rucka and Wade and, and Morrison. I thought Fabian uh, Nicieza was doing uh, Trinity too. No, I'm not talking about Trinity. I'm talking about Fifty Two. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, and uh, oh, and that's and it's also and this was what uh, brought Stephen Wacker to to the limelight because. Once you know, he was able to piece Fifty Two all together, and and how impressed everybody was, and then he left midway, right? And then and then Marvel snatches him, and he's he's basically you know, spearheading Amazing Spider Man now, and and it was, um, so you had you you had the writers pushing the story. Yeah, it's it's visually interesting because you have Giffen's breakdowns, then you have you have artists who like like Bennett, like like Calfior, like like Olive, and and these guys are. They're very good at what they do, but it's not like, oh, we have George Perez this month or, or, mm-hmm. you know, Burns doing an issue. It's, it's, they're just, they're, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say they're just, just, they're just moving the story along, but everything gelled. Everything came together. It was, it was the writers telling the story. The artist did a great job presenting that story. But again, though, 52 was just one of those things that, the right time, right place, and it was, and and again yeah. because it didn't have you, you didn't have Superman and Batman showing up to overshadow Booster and Adam Strange and and Animal Man. It's I I never I never really cared about Buddy Baker before I read. Her. Shut your mouth! I'm serious because I I also didn't do a lot of I I will tell you right now I barely read any of the Morrison Animal Man. Barely any of it. Well, let's just move on from that. I'm gonna break your heart, but that's a that's a crime, my friend. It is. I feel like, I feel like we got Scotty back on talking about all the classics. All the shits I never read. Yeah. Well, let's not bring up authority then. So the well, the uh, I have. Oh, I thought uh, you were making fun of me. No, right. no, no. I'm just. I mean, we can. You know, just just like Vince is still crying over not getting New Frontier for Christmas, I was promised the authority when 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 I said I never read it and and that didn't materialize. So mm. you talking to me? No, you did not promise me the authority. Oh, because I, I have to. No, oh. no, it's a it's, it's a host have... who's no longer with us. Oh, um, I got you. Okay. I wonder who that could be. I I have the uh, what do you call it the the big the big ass authority volumes like the real oversized the only, ones. The only authority I am familiar with is when they would cross over with Planetary. If they showed up in another book that I was already reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, as far as authority proper, never read a single story with them. The Art Adams authority is amazing. And this is one of those things where if I'm, I don't know if, cause I, I flipped through it and it isn't for me. I, I think I realized halfway through well no it was definitely before ultimates 2 but somewhere during the ultimates i realized i do not love brian hitch as much as everybody else does 
I don't see it for either. Me, Brian, Brian Hitch for me was his best when he was an Alan Davis clone. And that's, that's a dick thing to say. And I know he hates being compared to Davis what, based on that style back then. But that is when I enjoyed Brian Hitch and, and the ultimate stuff. Didn't I read it because I was caught up in it and everybody else was reading it and it was it was a neat fucking take on the Avengers and Mark Miller is like I'm gonna do shit with the Avengers that you can't usually do in the Marvel books but but the art was never the thing that got me to buy it everyone. No, I associate Hitch with widescreen comics and I'm not a fan of that style. Where you just have to push everything and decompress these things into gigantic spreads. Oh, like th- there's a lot of that in the Ultimates. Just yeah. Du- double page after double page. It's just okay, all right. And if you want to see a lot of that, the Authority. Mm. There's ton. It's it's super widescreen. Um, that Age of Ultron miniseries was just ugly as uh, sin. Man, I think the you guys one, are, are selling those books short though, because when he did the Ultimates, it was like I think people take for granted that kind of comics now, but that was what was groundbreaking about it, is because. It was huge, big cinema comics. That that was it was awesome. it absolutely was. But I think it also had to do with the fact that I think I don't. I have no basis for saying this. I don't think Hitch could have done that without Miller, because Miller likes to push boundaries and 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 go for broke. And he's done it with a lot of the things that he's done that I've read and speaking of someone who's not the hugest Mark Miller fan, I, I think the ultimates is what it is. Not just because of Miller, because obviously Hitch brings a lot to the table, but I don't think that would have been as good if it just was on Hitch's shoulders. Would have been more panels. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, again, give me 12 panels per page and, and I'll be happy. The, I, I'm not a huge fan of massive. When, when the story calls for it, great. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of incidents in Ultimates where you have a, a, a big spread where it really doesn't need to be. That, that one anything. slender panel down at the beginning of the page. And yeah. We're tripping then, but I, it's, I think with the ultimates, for me, it's, it's like just rose colored glasses and, and, and just getting caught up in the moment. I don't, I haven't read it since it came out, so I may do that, but I, I don't think it's, I don't think the ultimates for me is something that will get better with age. No, it's not a high water mark for me either. Man, I don't see, I don't see the ultimates being, I don't see the ultimates being a Marvel Evergreen book. Oh my lord. But, oh lord. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. (laughs) Did Hitch do Captain America Reborn? I think he did. Yeah, that was one of the books for me where I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm done for a little while. (laughs) Oh, did he just do the covers? But yeah, yeah, I know. It's. If one Modoc is great. (laughs) A thousand would be like super great. Dude, you're such a hypocrite. Cause there's a million other series where if there were a thousand Modocs, would be like, oh my god, it's a whole world of Modocs. How cool is that? You guys uh, don't believe no, no. this. No, I wouldn't. Oh, you would too. Shit. Your ass, you wouldn't. You don't know me. There's, oh yeah. There's so many metal men. 
Let's rewind to when Spider Island came out. Oh my god, every single thing is a Spider-Man. Variations on a theme. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Come on, oh. Punk Spider-Man, that's neat. Just freaking Modoc after Modoc. Toads adorbs. Kind of boring. Unless <laughs> it's Modoc Assassin. The Sea of Heads. Yes! Unless <laughs> it's Modoc Assassin. And it worked. <laughs> Hairs on the back of my neck stood up when you said Modoc Assassin. Works. I gotta put it in the show notes. I don't. <laughs> what do you have, David? Oh man. Um I'm at a beer, I know that. I have Um Well speaking of Miller, I finished Huck. Oh. Jason's reading that. I read it, yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was six issues. Um, I think I like the way it started more than I like the way it ended. No doubt, no doubt. Oh. I wasn't. I yeah. It it then became just. Uh, I, I really I kind of had high hopes as as when it started and trying to figure out you know who who this guy was and where he came from and and you know Huck is just he's strong he's fast he's he's uh, he's not simple but he's just trying to make the world a better place help people out. Um, and then we're introduced to his brother and then it's like, it's like, it, part of me is like Miller had this really, really awesome idea. And then somewhere he was just like, oh, I'm going to go write Empress. And then <laughs> it's just, it, it bummed me out a bit because, and the Albuquerque artist slamming. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just one of those things where. It's basically the opposite of the ultimates where it's, it's the, the art really is, is what made me keep coming back because even after I realized what was going on when, when we meet Huck's brother and his mother, uh, and, and we pretty much get his origin, even though I saw where it was going with like issue four, I still went through and, and read issues five and six and, mm-hmm. and it ended the way I expected it to end at that point. Um, and, you know, there's, there's that whole karmic aspect to it where people get what they deserve. Um, and throughout it all though, you know, at least it was the consistency with Huck. He, he definitely, he stayed the same throughout the entire thing, no matter what was going on. And, and even at the very end, toward, towards the end of the series, um, it, it's, he, he is who he is. And, and I definitely appreciated that. Uh, but it was one of those things where, you know, and with everything else Miller's been doing, whether it's, um, Starlight, or like I just said, Empress and, and, and there's, um, Jupiter's Legacy, there's, there's a lot that, that Miller's doing and, and I'm not saying he's, he's spreading himself too thin or he's trying to just throw everything out there. There's, um, he's telling a lot of different stories they're different genre type stories and and a lot of them a lot of them are clicking uh but i just i i either hook went on too long or he was just i get the sense that uh he didn't know where it was going or he was something else happened and he just had to come to a conclusion but i i so wanted to love it more than uh than i did toward the end um, I did read 
the um uh did, did we all read did, whoever's whoever's still here whoever didn't leave <laughs> Um, uh, I know, I know Vince has been dying to talk about. What's that? The Last Crusade. Yes. Has, has, have you read it, Jason? The Dark Knight Returns Last Crusade? No, 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 no. <laughs> breaking his heart. Yeah, he is breaking my heart. But you know, we, we should talk about it just No, no, honestly, moment. talk about it. It's, it, I, I, it's so, I mean, I have a Regina Pile of the Waz. It's somewhere in there, but I, yeah, it's fine. No, it, I think, well, before, before Vince, Vince will, Vince will tell you to definitely read it. I'm going to suggest it can stay on the pile for now because, <laughs> yeah. no, because there are, you be hating. I don't be hating. I don't be hating. You be hating. No, I, I, for me, it's, it's definitely this, this falls into the category of not every story needs to be told. You already knew this when you read the first issue of Miller's Dark Knight Returns from 1986. This, this is just not breaking new ground. No, there's a couple wrinkles it's that beautiful. are added, but I think, but ba- basically, yeah, you already knew what happened. Everyone knows what happened to Jason Todd, right? But I don't think it was made clear the the uh, the level of provocation on Jason's part. Against the joke. Yeah, and that's the thing. If if I go back and and I read the issues of Batman and Detective leading up to the the, the pre Tim Drake era Batman issues, and and again though this is that Jason Todd that was trying to steal from the Batmobile. It's Cocky bitch. It's, yeah, I'm sure there was a progression there, but it's, it's missing in this because anybody who's, unless, and I don't know what the hell's going on with Red Hood and the Outlaw, so I don't know if, if, if anybody who's currently reading the current Jason Todd in, in the new 52, if that character's personality matches what's happening in, in this one shot. But if you were reading Jason Todd back in the 80s, and you have to get to this character. Um, I mean, we get it. The Joker's a piece of shit. That's not. Well, yeah. That, that That's not coming out of the blue. But the fact that, um, that Jason is, is aggressive and is, is, is curt and, and short and just, He's, he's basically just straight up like, there is, it, it's black or white. There's no shades of gray for Jason. If they deserve to go down, he's basically becoming Frank Castle. What? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's brutal to an extent, yeah. And he's got anger issues. He does. I don't know if I would say he's on the road to becoming Frank, but he, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but he does poke the bear with the Joker and the Joker just doesn't like it. He, he holds on to it. And it was something as, as, um, silly as just like roughing him up, overly roughing him up when he, when he captured him the first, in the, in the initial pages of the, of the comic. He's, 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 he roughs him up really bad. Right. And the Joker's like, okay, 
We'll see. And he doesn't let go. Like, you would think the Joker would completely disregard Robin in favor of yeah, his arch enemy. Yeah, it's not the target. Right. But when you think about it, obliterating the sidekick does more psychological damage to the, the, um, the arch enemy than if he just took him out. Because he need, like Batman needs the Joker, Joker needs the yeah. Batman. Without each other, they are nothing. Right? And taking out Jason put the screws to Bruce. And he, he never let it, he never recovered. And from Bruce it. is straight up busted. He is barely yeah. able to get out of bed at this stage. Yeah. And, and one thing that irked me is, is the, uh, when the newscasters are talking about Robin, Batman and Robin capturing Joker. And it's like, what's this kid doing? Catching criminals. Why is, why, why is Batman got this, this child out there? It's like, when did, where have you been? How, <laughs> how is this news to you people? Like, so it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's like Fox News where it's just, we're going to keep harping on the same shit until uh, you realize how, how ridiculous it sounds and just, and, and eventually it's going to get folded into your day to day and everybody's going to think about it and, and try to make sense of it. But it's the, um, if if you're a fan of Summer of Sam, you get Spike Lee in 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 the field talking on the news because that's that yeah. that dude is just straight up out of that movie. Uh, the the scene, Ramita and what's what's the uh, anchor colors names? Yeah, that that's a fantastic team. Yeah, that's the one thing that really surprised me. It's like. First of all, I think it's the best Ramita Jr. has looked since he since came to DC. W- since he came to DC, and uh, I think equally impressive was that he didn't need Jansen to make him look that right. Good. And it's between the colors and and yeah and and the not as and this is one story that maybe could have used Jansen to bridge. To, to, to let you know that this is the the prologue to Dark Knight Returns and, and Jansen Inc. that so this is one yeah. part where but it it it's you're not missing it here it it really no it's does. a different tone too which I I appreciated the the somewhat different look because it's not it's it's set in the Dark Knight Returns but it's not it's the prelude right. to the first series yeah. which yeah and again you know we know what's going to happen. But I, I thought it was a story. Aren't this good? I don't consider whether there or not the story needs to be told. I'm glad it was because I got to look at yes. it, but I mean, and the fight scenes are great. Ramita jr. I'm not a fan They're, of this killer croc though. I, no, I thought it was cool. Yeah. The scenes um, were cool, but it, 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 it's like the least Killer Croc looking Killer Croc I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm gonna say Killer Croc again, but it's just it's. Yeah, <laughs> who was it? Killer, Killer Croc. Croc, y'all. I mean, I don't know if it's Danny Brickwell, if it's if it's Luke Cage. I just it. Some of it just looks. It's. Joker looks fantastic. Killer Croc not so much, and you do yeah. get some of the other some of the other rogues. Um, which of course uh ties into Jason going off the uh the deep end. Like like it's was saying, there's one scene where um 
where a man is holding a woman at gunpoint as a hostage and she's he's he's holding her as if she was a shield and there were a thousand different ways robin could have disarmed him subdued him but he ends up throwing the battering basically through the guy's forearm and almost severs his his, his arm and and it's and batman's just looking at him like what the fuck are you thinking it's like why would you go and and robin kind of just Shrugs it off. It's almost like, well, fuck it. We, we got shit to do. And, and, you know, we just, I, I don't have time for this small minded bullshit. And, and it's, so you definitely, it's, it's not See, I'm on, at all. I'm, no, I'm on Jason's side in that argument. What? I would definitely, I would definitely, if I had that kind of skill and it was a case of I could knock the gun out of his hand or maim him, I would maim him. He did not consider that woman at all using her as a shield. Whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. Just, just threatening her and I, he would be far less likely to ever consider doing it again if he had constant pain in the arm where I maimed him. There's a difference between having someone be reminded. Maybe I'm Frank. Maybe I'm Maybe Frank, Frank Castle. Castle. <laughs> I swear to God. This is Sicilian. So the, uh, but it, as, as all of this is happening, um, I have, uh, I, there's no love lost by the time I get to the end of the book and um Jason is trying to do his thing and and I'm like, well fuck it. You 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 reap what you sell. I have I I never mind the fact that post crisis I wasn't the biggest Jason Todd fan. I voted for for Joker to take him out. So oh, it's it's Me it's too. one of those things, right? So it's it's just it's one of those things where um I guess I, sh- I I'm maybe I'm not the audience for this. Maybe if someone was like, "Oh shit, I can't believe," you know, Batman's protege, his sidekick, someone he's mentoring, would do this on his own, and and this is what happens to him. Um, whereas I was just like, "Well, that's one of those things where it serves your ass right." But um, strike while the iron's hot. Um, the Dark Knight Three is currently being published. If they can eke out a couple more bucks, it's, by, but see, by, that's, by, I, I'm all for I, it. And yes, if you can, because I mean, speaking of strike while the iron's not even hot, the fucking Watchmen nor hardcover. That's like, so it's black and white, but it's this, this just, this was published because they needed a skip month because they, they're sure. There. So it's, it's not like, it's not like, oh, you just read all eight issues of Dark Knight 3, now read this issue. This was like, hey, we know we published three issues of Dark Knight 3 and 4 is not ready yet, so read this. That's how it was presented to me. But are you a lesser person for having read that? The art was fantastic. The art was, okay. Again, the, the story this, was, the story was decent. The story nothing, was, nothing we haven't already experienced. Nothing we weren't aware of. No, I, but no, but, uh, 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 if, if the reason to read it is to experience Ramita Jr.'s maniacal Joker, just the way again, he renders no, the was, Joker's yes, awesome. And just watching him, like, you know, walk through the whole, the whole asylum while everybody else is fucking gouging yeah. his eyes out. It was, it's, there are some pages here that are absolutely like, wow, I am, that was worth it. Yeah. But it's it's overall, um, it's it's one of those things where I'm just like I. This was this is definitely one of those. It's it's about 
the journey, not the destination. You know me very well at this point. Seeing Batman in Batman versus Superman in the, um, with the, the, the dark side sequence with the parademons, that made sitting through the movie very worthwhile yes. for me. You give me one little gold nugget in a big old pile of shit is according to, to most people who have seen that movie, right? Or, or the majority. Or, I'm fine. I, I don't need the entire experience to be lavish and, and extravagant and, and, uh, above my normal artistic standards. Give me that little one little thing and I'm happy. I'm, I guess, does that make me easy to please? I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be a total package. I, I could jettison the bad, forget about it. Okay. So, you know, it was, poorly edited and parts didn't jive with what we know Batman to be, you know, but whatever. Dark side. <laughs> Parademons. So shiny funny. things. Alternate future. Look at the kitty. Yeah. That's so how cute. I, I guess, I guess I'm somewhat superficial in that respect. We still love you. No, no, it's okay. I'm not going to apologize for okay. it. So I am. I have something. You, you want to hear about this? Why not? Uh, let's find out. It is a boom book. Shalak Lock Boom. Yeah, it's from Boom. Um, been a while since I talked about their books. Uh, this is written uh, by James Asmus. Uh. Illustrated by the incomparable Carlos Manuel. Uh. Color art by Brad Simpson. It is called Kong of Skull Island. Oh, yes. Number one. Mm. Yeah, did you get this? Okay, so you, you didn't take my recommendation. That's okay. You get the trade. You know it's not my speed. Okay, maybe you decide that after I tell you what, it, what it's about. All right, there's two tribes. The Tegu tribe and the Etu tribe. And at one time, they were one. But they have since, for whatever reason, split. Um, once joined, now divided. Um, they believe that their gods protect them through their Kongs. And that's exactly what you think it is. Gigantic apes. They selectively breed them. They train them. Uh, they fight in gladiatorial combat in the, in the ring and they make offerings to their gods and burn them in hopes of the offerings pleasing the gods to the point where they infuse their Kongs with more power and more skill and more, more, more ability. Um, and it's really cool because the, the Tegu tribe have red highlights to their, um, costumery and the Atu tribe have purple highlights. And when you see the first double page spread by, Carlos Mano, oh my god, there's two gigantic apes just beating the shit out of each other in the ring. They're color coded. The apes have highlights of red and purple. It's really, I mean, that's again, it's a little subtlety that, you know, you may not pick up on if you weren't paying attention, but it's an extra added little oomph that resonates it makes me think like wow they got they have this story planned out right down to the color of the damn apes i mean it's not a purple ape 
but there are shades of purple within the the non hairy areas, the chest and the the abdomen and blah blah blah. Uh, and so uh, the plot thickens, right? You you have um, the Atu apes feed on this island, right? But the resources are somewhat limited. So the Tegu have to take their apes elsewhere by ship to another place. So, you know, they don't deplete all the island, island's resources. Uh, plot gets even thicker. There's a volcano on the island that has become more volatile. And if it blows, people got to get off the island, right? So the Atu will need to use the Tegu ships. Why would they let them? Oh. They, they, the, see the, the, um, the Tagu, no, the Atu got to the island and claimed it. Meanwhile, that, the Tagu is shit out of luck, right? So, um, there's this trainer who, uh, I think her name's Iwata. She's, uh, she trains the, the Kongs and they're on the, on the ocean en route to the, the, the feeding grounds, but they get blown off course. And where do they, go is skull island right but before they can get there their ship is attacked by pterodactyls another magnificent manio double page spread now see when you do it like this double page when the story warrants it like you have a gigantic ship loaded with colossal apes getting attacked by pterodactyls how do you do that in a two by three panel you don't you take advantage of two pages and do it upright. But, you know, if you have somebody loading an arrow into their bow from a quiver, you don't need a double page spread from that. Isn't that right? To get back to what we were talking about before. He does not squander the page real estate. There's, there's a one, two, there's like four, maybe three double page spreads, one single page spread, but the rest of the book is meaty. There's a page with uh, seven panels. Here's a page with nine. So, I mean, when the story warrants it, he goes all out, puts the pedal to the metal. But when, when it's just dialogue, there it is. Uh, there's another double page spread with the volcano, gigantic opening. And the, the, the people are on the rim and they're saying, Hey, something's wrong with this. Get the wise man up here and what are we going to do? But I thought had this not been illustrated by Carlos Manio, it would be equally compelling because we get into the culture of these people um, and we haven't even seen I don't know if we're going yeah we will because we're on Skull Island where well, we will be on Skull Island so we will see the Kong I'm sure but for now the the apes are called Kongs that's pretty cool right to think that there's more than one King Kong where do they come from here's here's the story it works and the the whole cultural aspect of it, finding the different rituals and 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 uh, things these people go through to explain the mundane, they explain it through gods. Which you know, now we look back on stuff like this, like we you know we if we don't do this, the gods will be angry. Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. But they didn't know that, right? They had they needed a um, a scapegoat to explain calamity and, and hardship and all this stuff. well god wants it to be this way so maybe if we feed our monkeys this special stuff god will be happy so it doesn't take much it's an excellent excellent first issue may not 
click with all peoples, but if you like high adventure and giant monsters beating the crapola out of each other, I think this is just what the doctor ordered. Wow. And there's a scene in here that's kind of Fay Ray Kong-ish. Iwata's on the boat with, with her Kong and he's like grooming her and, and being very gentle with her and it, you, you would, it's just very reminiscent of the scene in the original when Kong was examining Fei Rei. So it's, it's, it, it has the, the roots in what we know too. It's good stuff. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. But it's Manyo. I mean, if you're a fan of, of styles like Juan Jose Rip where there's just a blizzard of lines, like I don't even know how long it takes to draw this, but it's, it's incredibly detailed. Not just the characters, the the backgrounds and the the scenery, the architecture. The you got a ziggurat here. It's just amazing stuff. Get it, and it's from Boom. Got to keep an eye on Boom. There's a bunch of covers on this too. I thought the the cover that I got was Art uh, was not not Art Adams. Uh, Alex Ross, but it's not. It's Felipe Massafera. When did he get this good? <laughs> was I not paying attention? You probably weren't paying attention. And then you got covers by Eric Robles, Eric, no, Nick Robles, Eric Powell, Ryan Sook, and there's a special Paul Pope cover that I haven't even seen, but it's out there. I'm not going to see it. Damn. It's a special Gecko Books and Comics exclusive. I, what is he doing? What's he doing? Con- continue what? I just heard someone say continue. What? Uh, yeah, it was a woman's voice. I think you're... No, really! I swear to God! Yeah, I just heard... You're hearing things. Oh, dude! I just heard continue. Continue. Like an, like a, an automated voice. What? Yes! <laughs> you're tripping, dog. That's not the good you're, shit. Oh, you're you're not the good shit. Oh, no, That's no, cool. no, no. No, not that. But I didn't want to... Hey, but, but continue. The audio file will speak for itself. I heard All it. Right. I'm sure everybody else will have to insert it. What is? Ah, but yeah, pleasantly, very pleasantly surprised Kong of Skull Island. I'm going to stop buying it now and wait for the eventual hardcover. Is Boom, is that, Boom good for that? I don't know. Uh-huh. Or trade paperback. I'll, I'll be, I'll be settled with the trade paperback, but I'll be really happy if they do this in a hardcover. Cause this is one of those series you want to just go back to. It's so, Intricately detailed. It's nuts. You can call them kaiju. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So there you go. Word up. I'm happy. Good. That's a good thing. Rewarding experience. Speaking of happy, are you uh still uh, doing the Pokemon Go with Vin? Um, or Mia? He did. No, Mia was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. She's loving it. Vin has it on her his phone now. Yes. Uh, Ina's not doing it. She thinks it's stupid. But she's 18. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she's, you know, she should. So she's thing. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I will purposely, if they tell me, oh, dad, we just passed um, a Pokestop, I will drive back and pull into wherever it is just so they can get their balls. Dude, Manhattan is insane. Really? Oh, my God. It, there's three Pokestops on every block. What? It's insane. I gotta take them to New York. I must have caught a hundred Pokemon today. 
What, you're playing it? Oh, uh, like a boss level 10, dog. <laughs> well, Mia's a little higher than that, but not by much. Yep. I think she's, she's level 15, but she was giddy the one day. She goes, I'm level five. And I'm like, what's the deal with level five? I can join a gym now or something. Yeah. It's like, that's, it's brilliant. It's just a brilliant game. I was hating on it for a minute. It's okay. <laughs> but I came around. Cause look, I'm you hoping said, that you said it though, Vince. It, 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 what got me to do it is that the kids are loving it. Yep. And, uh, so every morning Colin's been having, I've been like taking a picture of my phone, what I capture and send it to him in the morning. And he's been like wilding out cause Manhattan's got so many more creatures than like this area does. I did not know yeah. that. Oh, I'm on the list. I, I'm going to have to take them to New York City. Oh, for sure. Yep. It's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could spend the whole day. I mean, seriously, I told the boys when their when their camps are over that we're gonna have to just have a day in the city because they're just go they're just gonna go crazy. How many do you think you can capture in one day? Oh, and if you spend a day, yeah, a couple hundred. Wow, she'll go ballistic. Like, are there really? Ex- she she talks about, um, is it legendary ones? Well, I mean, those you have to evolve, I think, but. Oh, you can't just capture. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't see. I mean, I'm no expert, but I don't. I haven't seen anything like crazy rare just pop up. But I guess they do on occasion. I guess there was that video for, uh, that Central Park had like a Vapirion appear, right? And that's what caused all those people to run to it. But but it's hmm. still crazy. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, just, it's a very good yeah, thing. it's bananas. Anything that gives my kids this much joy is okay by me. Well, yeah. I, this this past weekend, Colin was like. He looked at it. He's like, Dad, I walked over 40 kilometers this weekend. I'm like, dude, that's 25 miles. He's like, what? I said, yeah, man. I said, that's crazy. That's good. No, well, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's in good shape anyway, but like, I was just like, that's a lot of walking, man. Like, that's crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, what's, what's cool about it is that it's, it's still early days. I mean, they're still having major issues with the servers. There's not a ton yeah. that you can do with the app yet other than collect Pokemon, but they've already announced that they've got a big update coming where you'll be able to trade. And that's really the thing that's missing right now. And once that happens, I think people are going to just go ballistic. Yeah. I will say, even with its faults, this Pokemon Go thing is a bazillion times more useful than those stupid Amiibos. I don't even know what those are. You, you really can't do anything with them. If you play Smash Brothers, then... You can use them. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're they're just like little figurines that you pay fifteen bucks for. You, there's nothing that uses them. Oh, I see. And I and, and I'm I'm down. There there are some things that use them, but you really can't do all that much with them. So they the kids just dropped off. Like they were all about the amiibos when they were coming out. Now they're just like, I don't need a statue. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything with them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, more comics, right? We got more comics to talk about, or do we? No, we do. The other thing I read was uh, by your boy Greg Pak. Greg Pak, what's he writing now? With art by Mr. Frank Cho. Awesome. Oh, the totally awesome Hulk yes. or whatever? Yes, sir. Nice. Um, and then two issues by Mike Choi. <laughs> so the first trade is issues one through six, the totally awesome Hulk. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, I talked about the first issue when it came out, but I hadn't read anything since. It's, uh, it is, uh, Amadeus Cho is, uh, is the new Hulk. And he is, uh, he is not, he does not lose his 
mental faculties when he transforms. Wow. So it's pretty cool. And he is uh, partnered up with his sister, who also is a genius. And they end up running into... They're also hanging out with She-Hulk. They run into a very fetching Frank Cho-esque woman uh, named uh, Lady Hellbender. Saw that. Yeah, she's got flowing red locks, purple skin. She is the queen of a planet, and she is the universe's greatest monster collector. Remember the uh, elders of the universe? Remember the collector? Yeah, so I guess she's kind of like rivals him. I guess she collects it. But the cool thing is, and this is where this first four issues was was what was the greatest thing about it? It was just a chance for Frank Cho to do the things he does best. Sure, draw giant, giant, crazy creatures and beautiful women. You know, and uh, Vince, you would love this because when she announces herself as a collector, uh, it pans back and you see all of the containers of the creatures, and they're all. The giant, crazy Kirby monsters from back in the day. Oh, the the Mar- Marvel monster yes. comics, the, the Kirby. Yep. Did. And that other guy. Yeah. So cool. it's very cool, and uh, it's just a fun book. I mean, it's uh, it's fin, fin fin fang foom is a big uh, part of the book. Uh, it's this a hardcover or paperback? No, it's a paperback. They didn't do it in a hardcover. Uh, Marvel's doing uh, very very little of the all new Marvel has been done by on hardcover. That's nuts. Chose on a book and you don't do a hardcover. Uh, well, yeah. It's not completely so, so. Well, they don't, they don't need an excuse. I mean, what, how many issues are Cho for? Four, yeah. It's enough. Shit, that's a whole trade for Marvel these days. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Now, I'm gonna get this because, come on, Hulk, love him, mm-hmm. right? Now, the Choi issues, while the art's not show level, it, uh, the story's still good. It's, it's, uh, uh, Amadeus gets, uh, pulled into a adventure with, uh, with Thor, Lady Thor, uh, uh, and the Enchantress. Uh, I won't say hmm. what they get into, but, uh, but there are really, it's, it's rough. It's, the last issue is well, like mega rough. Like the, the, the fifth issue is like, okay, okay. But then the sixth issue is like, I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. But, uh. Right. And then when you got Greg Pak on the book, arguably, uh, one of the best Hulk stories, what past twenty years? Oh, yeah. And they Hulk, and they so. they also do explain in the first four issues how how Cho ended up becoming a Hulk. So oh, so they haven't explained that before? No. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady Hellbender is a foin. Complete run of Hulk. Not counting the first, what, six. Was it six, Kirby? Six issues of the Hulk before yeah, it went up? So. Yeah, I don't have those, mm-hmm. but I have everything else. Yeah. So fun. I have, fun. I have reprint, but you know. not. Cool. And what was that for, uh, what's the cover price on this? Seventeen ninety nine. Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. Yes, sir. Cool. I'll get it. Yep. I do have a Marvel trade on the stack. Yeah? That I have to get to. Yeah, Weird World. Oh, love it. Yeah. That's next. Well, so was I, but then I said, gotta stop getting a trade for this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I I looked down at my nose 
on uh, trade paperbacks these days. I love hardcover. No, I do too, but Marvel's really retrenched. I think maybe just like you know, you noted. I mean, I, I think they used to do the hardcovers because they could sell them for more. But now when they're getting eighteen bucks for a paperback trade, I guess. Yeah, I think they lost a boatload of money overprinting because yeah, all those remaindered the, stuff, right? The comic shops are flooded with with um, premiere editions. For sure. I'm with you though. Which, I like them on the shelf. They look nice. Yeah, they look. They yeah. look, and you can you can take a hardcover to bed and not worry about it. Uh huh. No, you don't be. Yeah, yeah you, you know can. what I mean. You know, um, I recently picked up the thing hardcovers, the Liberty Legion Ooh. and the the Serpent Society. I love it. Like five bucks a piece. Where are you going? Love it. That, that's ridiculous. Uh, now I noticed um, there's a bunch of Iron Man ones out there mm-hmm. now. Couple Captain Americas, the the Ron Garney cap, which was great. Mark Wade and and Ron Garney, yeah. man without a country. That that was just you need to have that. And for five six bucks, you can. No argument so, there. Yeah, you know I, I also read and I I don't want to talk about it because I know you guys didn't read it yet, but I got Scooby Apocalypse number three. No, I I, I I know. See that's why I'm not going into it. But I just will say, awesome. It's so awesome. Nice. Do you want me to tell you why Dick Dastardly is such a prick? I know oh, you're not going to read. Oh, I'll I know you're not going to I have no intention Yeah, no. Don't, don't yeah. Wait, so you, you mentioned Scooby Apocalypse. I know, but I, I did Wacky Raceland popped into my head. Okay. And, and you guys, I don't expect you to read it. No. This is no, the no, only reason why I'm going to, I'm going to spoil it. Pre-apocalypse. He was a pianist of of renown, mm-hmm. and he's at this venue, and the cloud of of the swarm of nanites descends on the place where he is. Mm-hmm. So he locks himself in this protective room and leaves his woman and child outside to be devoured by the swarm of nanites. He watches as the nanites just strip all the flesh off their bones. And they're banging on the door pre-death, obviously. They're banging on the door. Let us in. Open it up. And he won't do it. Mm-hmm. He's such a coward. He didn't do it. Um, that right there is more despicable than anything Dick Dastardly ever did in the cartoons. I mean, he was just nasty, but he wasn't downright evil. Mm-hmm. Deliberately sacrificing your wife and child like that or your your woman they don't really i don't think they make it explicit if she was actually his wife or just his woman but his his child and his woman mm-hmm. um just sacrificing them for his well-being that's pretty damn despicable and he but there there is a a glimmer of conscience because it it gnaws away at him and he he's leading the race in issue 2 and he swerves he alters his course and goes to the place where they died. I don't know if it's to, to punish himself or to relive it somehow or to, I don't know really why he would do that. But he goes back to the scene of the crime and it's just all bearing down on him again. I, I like the series. I really do. It's, it's only wacky races in name and, you know, some of the designs of the, the, the vehicles and the, it's really so far removed from the original. It's not even funny, but right there. you can, you can say that about 
Scooby to a certain extent too, right? I mean, the, 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 the brilliance that made Scooby-Doo work initially is still in Scooby Apocalypse. The Wacky Races Golden Center is not among the, mm-hmm. the, the new series. Right. So it's working for me as its own thing because I'm removing it from what was and great art. But yeah, I, when I read that, I was like, holy shit, this guy is pond scum. He's a douchebag. Big time. A douche. Yep. A douche. But yeah, that's it. That's well, all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep with it. And I got a Kyle Baker cover too. Win-win. Well, that helps. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so now you don't have to open it. <laughs> well, I, I did. Yeah, you did. I did, I did open you it. You did. So, right. What else? Uh, How about uh, I heard Ghost? I, I don't, I'm sure I don't think I've ever seen it, but funny that uh, Ghostbusters was the, I mean the the whipping boy of 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 movies until it actually came out, and then it got great reviews and everybody loves it. Love it. That's, Found that hilarious. I I'm not going to discount it just because it's women. In in I I I'm on record saying I don't think the originals all that anyway. Oh, you're nuts. I, I it's it's <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> It's it's a nice diversion. Uh, it's entertaining, yeah. I know. It's nowhere near a classic movie. It's not. No, it's Ooh, not. No. Whatever. And the second one is absolutely the horrendous. There was no second one. <laughs> Just okay. In, well, the second one is exactly uh, the same. It is. It's it's shit and a half. That's not. Yeah. It's. But no, I mean, yeah, it's fun, and Slimer's kind of cool. Great cinema? I don't think so. What if? What if? I'm really looking forward to Suicide Squad. The more I see, see, it's man. funny. It's funny. I I gotta say, I'm just the opposite. I am looking forward to it, but I feel like the more I see of it, the more I'm worried. Why? Uh, I'm. I'm going to see it for sure. I'm hoping it's awesome, but I'm worried it's going to be too much. Too much what? Just too much. Like they're, like they're going to try and accomplish too much. It's going to be. Cram just, everything in there. Just going to throw all yeah, the shit. Yeah, it's just going to be overwhelming. At each trailer, they don't know. Each trailer seems like it's for a different movie. That's my thing. Exactly. Like I, I, what? I don't, I don't have a sense now. Is it a comedy? Is it an action movie? Is it dark? Is it. All of these things, I don't know. Well, the last trailer I saw had a Bat character in it. Yes, I don't know. I don't know if it was Batman. Yes. I, it was. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, huh. didn't they didn't they spoil that that there, that's yeah. a cameo? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, that's cool. Um, but I was really surprised to see the rating. I thought it was going to be rated R. I just noticed that this last preview that it's I thought 13. it was supposed to be too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's PG thirteen. Maybe the the home version will be rated R, but, uh, but that was the whole thing. There was like, Oh, look what Deadpool did. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a little worried, but you know, I mean, not that again, that it's just more of a gut worry. Not I'm totally, the cast looks awesome and the premises looked awesome. So I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. I generally hope it's a big hit for DC. They could use it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a whopper. Uh, we're, we're going to see it in the theater. Renee and, and her girlfriend want to see it. So we'll, We'll be there if not opening night, probably opening weekend. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where I go with it. So I mean, I'm, Deadshot is one of my 
I, I really like Deadshot and, and there are, that we're Harley Quinn fans in this house, although it's not. Katana looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but yeah, every time a new trailer is released with whatever song, with whatever colors they want to pop all over the place, it's just, it's, they use a lot of the same scenes, but it's, um, it doesn't feel like the same movie they introduced months ago when they first started leaking it. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Jason. I'm a little apprehensive. I'll, I'll still, (laughs) but it's, it's not like when I saw the other DC trailers for their first two movies and had a feeling that they weren't going to go well. And that was well-founded. This is still, it's still up in the air. Whatever they show on, on the trailers may be absolutely, I'll get a different feeling when I, when I walk into the theater and that'll be, that'll be a good thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very glad. I, I laughed every time somebody had something to say, whether it was about an unfinished trailer for Ghostbusters or the fact that it was, it was women or that it was raping their childhood because it, ah. it's mocking what, you know, I watched in 1986. Oh, so it's a time machine then. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, as soon as they announced there was a new Ghostbusters movie and it was going to have women and it was just like, that's, that's all it took. Then knowing nothing more than that, people just went off the deep end. And then, and then when they released the trailer with, with some of the, uh, not so sharp looking CGI effects, and that just gave more people, it gave people more reasons to, to shit on something that hasn't come out yet. Uh, but the fact that it is so well received and, and people who did see it have enjoyed it, um, Makes me happy. I don't, I don't know if we'll see it in the theater, but it's definitely a movie I want to see. Mm-hmm. And I, I may, I have to, um, bring the car in tomorrow, so I may drop it off and then walk across the street and go see Star Trek Beyond. Alright. Oh, that comes out tomorrow? Yeah. For tonight, but yeah. Yeah, I've heard conflicting things. I heard it's, I haven't the heard mo- any conflicting. No, I'm not talking about plot details. I, I heard it's the most lighthearted of the three. It is. It's, but it doesn't look it. Well, see, that's the, I haven't watched any trailers, so I don't know what it looks like, but because Simon Pegg is a writer on the movie, I have a feeling that it will be not as serious. I mean, in, Into Darkness was more serious than the first one. Um, but. I have no idea what to expect with, with Beyond. So I just, I'm, I'm going in as blind as I can. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. If anybody has anything else to say, any, anything else we've read? Um, are you caught up on action, Vince? Not. I get them. <sighs> I get physical ones. So I, I have, physical. I have, I have to wait for my box. Yeah, I'm buying all the, all the super titles in uh, single physical issues. Oh, action just, um, without spoiling anything, still is, is, um, rolling along with the mystery of, of, of who is this Clark Kent. Um, but detective kind of, not, it didn't bum me out, but it was, I feel like detective 936 is the third issue in this, um, in, in this, uh, 
rise of the uh of the Batman and I don't know how long the story's supposed to last and and the art is not by Eddie Barrows it's um Alvaro Martinez does pencils and um Raul Fernandez Brad Anderson um uh, oh Fernandez is inks and, and Anderson is colors but uh it's that's a, that's a concession we're going to have to make if we want these things every two weeks, if you want them to... every two weeks, I with this based on when I read things, the scheduling for me isn't as 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 long as the story is good. As long as it, it it's, I mean, I it's cool that we're getting them at such a rapid clip that you know we're continuing the story. We can read it and, and it's it's fresh and new in our minds without waiting a month. But um, I still like consistency. It, it's 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 kind of hard to. So you're going to make the concession with DC, but when another publisher pushes them out hot and heavy and quickly, then, then it's, then well, no, it's I didn't, I'm, no, I didn't, I, I never scream inconsistency because I don't care, right? If, if the art style changes from issue to issue, I, I don't really, it doesn't, unless it's an artist I don't really like, I don't even care. But, I didn't like. I'm not saying I didn't set the publishing schedule, but if they're going to get them out every, two, if that's the goal to get them out every two weeks, you gotta expect. I would like the art styles to be complimentary. That's my thing. Yeah. If, if oh, they're if not, it, it's not. Um, not really. There are some panels where it 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 looks cool and it it it's. It may be slightly Barrow esque, but then there are other pages, and and you um you see close up on faces or the way figures are standing, and and that's not something Barrows would ever. Um, especially it's like a lot of people got short arms in this issue. <laughs> how, how you picking up those? How you picking that up there? But it's maybe it's T Rex. They, uh, they they you um. As far as this, this, this army of, of Batman, this, the, the, these bat soldiers that, that attacked Batman in the previous issue of Detective Comics, uh, you find out in this issue, uh, who's behind it all? Who's the mastermind? Who's pulling, who's, um, who's basically in charge? And, and, no and part of me thinks maybe they, 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 it's a little quick. They played their hand kind of fast, especially with how we've been introduced to some of these characters and, and, Supporting characters and, uh, there's any conversation between, um, uh, Kate and, uh, and Renee Montoya at the beginning of the issue. Um, and with a nice exchange between Batwoman and, uh, and Robin. Um, Clayface is great. He, he's pretty much my favorite character in the book, but, um, an orphan's kicking ass, but the way, I mean, now that this happened, it's, uh, it almost feels like a, a Michael Bay movie where the bad guy, the person you thought was, was one of the good guys ends up revealing himself to be like, like from the rock. And it's like, it, it's just, it, it's weird that the third issue in, and now we know who the Batman family has to go up against. I'm guessing the rest of this arc will, um, will kind of have to be, listen, we all have to be on the same page. We all have to work as a team to take this, this person down. Um, so I guess it'll, 
move the story along in that way, but it was, it, it, I would have, I'm sure quarterbacking, I, I, I would have liked to have seen the, uh, the reveal happen later just so that, uh, they can keep playing in the shadows and, and everybody. Oh, geez. Now I got to read this as soon as we're done. No, you, you, you should. I mean, it was, and, and the, the last couple of pages are pretty neat. I, um, it's, when you get to the end, you, you, you're probably like, you know, you, you see, you kind of see who the story is really about. As long as it's not Vandal Savage, that will be fine. Well, maybe you shouldn't read it tonight. Then. No, uh, I'm, kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not, he is, I can honestly tell you, he is nowhere near this issue, Vince. Thank goodness. <laughs> so funny that, like, certain people, like, you'll, you'll, you could have Doomsday every other month, man. You're good, but every month. But, have Doomsday. But Vandal Savage? Oh, hell no. Nah. Oh. Hey, man. Oh, Jason and I are like that. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. What do you got against Caveman? <laughs> I, normally, I don't have Unless they're a against captain. I don't want to know about once, it. What's that ride comments? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't like them. All right, everybody. Um, Once again, we would uh, like to thank you for being here. Our sponsor, the fantastic DCBService.com, has lots of comics available to you at a little bit of money, such as Doom Patrol, number one. This is probably the last you're going to hear of this, right? No, we still got time. Uh, Doom Patrol, number one, for 99 cents. The Headlopper Trade Paperback, volume one. Must have. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Island or a Plague of Beasts for nine ninety nine, and Love and Rockets Monthly number one, the Hernandez Brothers one dollar ninety nine cents. I am going to go against type and pimp a Marvel book. Yep, just came out this week. I saw it. I had to have it. Cover by Dan Pinocean. Mm-hmm. Jerry Duggan is the writer. Scott Koblish is the artist. Our good buddy Val Staples on color. Spider-Man Deadpool number seven. Now, why? Why would I have to pick this issue up? What what compelled me to take this home? Well, Power of Christ? Scott, no, Scott Koblish does a Ditko pastiche that is dead friggin' on. He doesn't crib from Ditko. It's all original panels, all original compositions. But the spirit, well, Ditko's not dead, but the, the, <laughs> the, the good, all the good stuff that made Ditko wonderful is in every one of these panels. It is unbelievably well done. The colors that they staggered some of the, the, the plates to make it, well, they didn't, they didn't stagger the plate. They staggered some of the colors to make it look like the plates shifted in the printing process. There, there's like faux aging in some of the panels, like a texture and a ripple and, uh, flakes of, of color to make it look vintage. This, it, there's even a, a Doctor Strange vibe going through it at some point. It's just a flat out fantastic issue. May, now it's early, may go down as single issue of the year for me. It's that, it's that freaking good. And yeah, it's a play on Ditko, but it's so amazingly well done. It, it's beholden to Ditko, yes, but 
were Koblish not as talented as he is, mm-hmm. this he would have just fell flat on his face. Like he's not looking through uh comics and saying, okay, there's a panel I can use and there's a Ditko panel I can use. This is all from the mind of Koblish, but it's as if Ditko were moving the pencil in his hand. It's amazing. Yeah, get it. Number seven. I love Dan Pinochian too. Oh, he's awesome. And he's, oh, he's amazing. He is, he he is, is really hell of a cool stuff. dude to begin with. Oh, yeah. But as he's just a fantastic artist. I don't think in recent memory there, there has not been a Pinochian cover that I haven't seen and just say, my God, that man's talented. He really is. That he is. Yep. He's a hell of a cool dude. Um, well, I'm glad, Vince, that the episode, all, although at the beginning it was sponsored, um, by Skittles, we did not wrap up, and I did check, and, and they found out it was, it was it was strawberry. They did hear what you said about them, <laughs> they and they pulled the sponsorship, so we uh, should feel like booster gold. It was it was not uh, cherry. Apparently, was never part of the original. Um, and if I dig deeper, I'm not the only person buttered over the green apple. And to answer your legion of them wedding special question from yeah. Black Canary. Um, Green Arrow attempted to kill Black Canary on their honeymoon. But Dinah in self-defense killed Ollie which we find out after this issue when the new series starts that it was actually a shape-changing everyman. What? So they, again, this is what... What the hell does that mean, a shape-changing everyman? Well, the everyman from, from the 52 Project. Yeah, from the everyman project. Like from 52? Oh, from, oh, okay. So it was a carryover from that, but it wasn't Ollie on the honeymoon. It was the changeling, and then, so, <laughs> it was just like, you could have, you could have ended the issue right there, it would have been fucking perfect with the wedding, everybody would have been happy. You could have used these few pages to start off the new series, but instead, for me, you sullied the entire reason for the, for the one shot. But in your travels, moving forward, um, the I did. I, I'm I'm almost finished with this story arc. I, I hope to finish it, if not tonight, um, tomorrow. But I did find out, thanks to everybody who sent this messages on Twitter, um, on the forum, the, uh, when Vince and I was, we were talking about Star Trek 59 last week. And when Kirk said, Oh, is this Q messing with us again? Issues 35 through 40 of the Star Trek ongoing series. That is, uh, the Q gambit storyline. And that is, um, it it actually takes place in the original universe uh where Q is talking to Picard because Picard knows that when Spock was using the red matter and tried to save the universe and actually destroyed Romulus um when he disappeared Picard and everybody else in that universe thought that Spock had 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 perished that he died during during the event um 
but Q shows up and, and basically tells Picard that, no, he's, he's, he's fine. He's safe and sound. He, he, um, he survived. And then Picard just told Q to, to shut up. I can't know about any of the timelines. I don't want to know about anything else going on. Um, so Q's like, all right. So he takes his ball and goes home and he, that's when he ends up, uh, he pops over to the Kelvinverse and, and, uh, starts fucking with, with that version of, um, of the Enterprise. And from there, just like when he introduced Picard and company to the Borg, he transports the Enterprise to the future. And because the Enterprise went missing over 50 years ago, um, actually maybe even longer than that, over a hundred years ago, um, things kind of changed and the Enterprise went missing. Nobody heard from the Enterprise or Kirk or the entire crew. Uh, and they end up in the, they end up, they end up right next to Tarak Noor, which ends up becoming Deep Space Nine, but it's, there is no Deep Space Nine because there's no Federation. So the Cardassians are still, um, occupying that station and you see pretty much everybody from all the Deep Space Nine characters and their alternate versions in, in, in this timeline. And it's, and, and Q is just basically just, just fucking with everybody and, and I, I need the finishes to find out how, uh, Kirk and crew get back. But you just hurt my head, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the, the art though at times, um, it is, it, it's again written by Mike Johnson, art by Tony Shastine. Um, Shastine at times is a bit heavy handed with the likenesses. Mm-hmm. Um, there are almost awkwardly so in some situations because there are some circumstances where you would expect a person to kind of lean a certain way or, or, or to show surprise, but, uh, because of the reference, it, it's the, the face is way different than the words are, are, uh, are kind of expressing. So once you kind of get past that and the coloring seems to be a little, a little off in places, but the story is what's, um, is what I'm still going on with this, but yeah, so there you go. It's, um, Q Gambit. It, it's volume nine of the, the ongoing trade series, but, um, 35 through 40. If, cause there's a comicsology sale right now for, for Star Trek books, honestly, actually. So you can, um, pick them up that way as well. So there you go. So that's, that's my new travels. I will have it finished, um, within the next few hours, I hope. Cool. Dope. Question answered. Uh, I'm going to give everyone a, uh, in your travels homework assignment. Oh boy. Yep. In, uh, keeping with, uh, with the Jeff Lemire love, I, uh, the next thing in my, in my pile of to read here is the first trade of Plutona. I think I say Bloodshot. No, Plutona by Image Comics, uh, written by Jeff. Oh, I started art. flipping through that, yeah. Word. Art by Emmy Lennox and colors by Jordi Belair because she covered, colors all the books. So, uh, Give that a whirl, and uh, we can discuss it next week. Cool. 
I bet you sweet dreams are made of that. Uh-huh. What with Annie Lennox drawing it. Right. <laughs> Lead balloon. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us once again. If you enjoyed any of this, even a second, leave us a review, please, on the iTunes or, or somewhere similar, because they matter, and we would appreciate it. As usual, say goodnight. David. Good night. Clump. David. Nice. We tag teamed on that. Uh, it works. Oh my goodness. Good times. Yeah. Jason, thanks for coming. You're welcome. <laughs> oh wait. What? I have a thank you. Oh, back up this boat. And I was waiting for Jason because I wasn't sure if maybe we all received this. Hmm. What's this? Uh this is a fantastic um project. Oh yes. By none other Woo-hoo. than our friend Jeff Douglas. This is the Fantastic Four cover project volume 1 where Jeff is by hand recreating the covers yes. of the Fantastic Four. And the first volume covers huh, issues one through sixteen, and it is it is so cool. And there's a nice little forward at the beginning where um, he, uh, he 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 blames or praises or compliments or or acknowledges Daniel White for the um, the reason that this exists. And I would see you know Jeff has a blog where he was doing the covers, but now they're actually in print um they're absolutely fantastic but it's the cover you can buy this at at jeff's etsy store um but the the cover is basically a uh a moleskine and it's it's with 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 the the band around the front it's just it's amazing but it is it is so cool and and uh and thank you so much jeff for um for sending this. Truth. I love it. The best cover, I think, is number four. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> look, at, look at Susie. Oh, <laughs> Namer's just like, yeah, that's right. He's got that look on his face. Oh, and Human Torch is drunk. And <laughs> Flying while intoxicated. Ben's looking like, you know, he's reverting. <laughs> but, um... I gotta say, I love the fact that he left the lines in. Oh, right, yeah, because it's right that is the oh, best. Yeah, yeah, the lines make it. It's so just a, a peek into the work of of uh, one uh, talented and obsessed fan, and I love yeah, it. And cool. and the inside back cover and inside front cover are the inside back cover and front cover of the sketchbook. Yeah. Really nice work. Love it. Absolutely. Uh, this is something I can really get behind. Yep. Good job. All right, so David backed up the boat. Now we got to do it again. <laughs> Say good night, David. Good night, David. Too long. Nah, I'll edit that out if you want me to. Wow. Just keep just keep your track record clean. Holy clear. shit! <laughs> Damn. Hard out for that. It's hard. 
Ah, good time. So we're going to end this? We're going to keep going? We just did the good night. What are you talking Yeah, I know, but we usually... Yeah, it's fun. It's too fun to quit. It is too fun to quit. Oops. Too proud to beg, y'all. What a fucking shit show this thing was. Holy shit. Okay, I'm going to stop it now. Okay. (laughs) Not the show. (laughs) Say bye. Not this show. Something that was on TV in the background. You know... My daughter got me watching that Making of a Murderer. Oh yeah, on, on the Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched that. What? Mad. A collection of stupid people. Yeah, I never saw it. Ugh. You, I mean, part of me feels bad for the dude. Yeah, but but just makes really really dumb decisions and not like the whole family's not all that smart. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all it's actually painful to watch some of those episodes. So, yeah, I heard it doesn't exactly uh, re won't exactly reinstill my faith in humanity. No, it doesn't. No, you're right. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to continue with it. I was just like peeking over her shoulder the first episode. I'm like, what's this? And she told me, I was like, all right, I'll watch it. I made it to about 15 minutes into episode three. I was like, nah, I can't take any more of this. It's, it's too much. Too much stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid is as stupid does. All right. Bye. Ladies. Love you so much. For real. Love you. Tolerate you. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't listen to him. Like Bye. Bye.